Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour One of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand of those voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.5 characters, Autumn Fisher, will join us at the bottom of the hour. However, you know who is here? The man behind the glass, Shaney B. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Oh, what's your hashtag Monday motivation, Eric? Uh, I don't know about hashtag Monday motivation. Maybe a little bit of hashtag Monday blues. (laughs) I have to say, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium was not kind to the football fan bases in this room (laughs) (laughs) over the weekend. I began to wonder at some point in the third quarter of the uh, game on Sunday whether or not actually the building itself should be blamed for what went down there over the weekend. Well, we shouldn't have Nick Saban and Tom Brady on back-to-back nights. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, really that just was. can't happen. Yeah, it really was. Uh, <laughs> That's a scheduling faux faux pas there. You know what? I feel like that uh, maybe we usually, if we start with some some talking here and some back and forth, some gibberish, if you will, uh, about the weekend, I feel like we were going to do Georgia stuff at the bottom of the, of the hour, but I feel like a lot of stories that we're going to cover right here are going to be inside of that. So why don't we just go ahead, uh, Shaney B, and start... Uh, Let's do this. The research is in. And after a careful calculation, it's called Georgia Stuff. Georgia. We, Georgia. we actually have an open micer who I think is, uh, I want to say the, the official position of the Von Hessler Doctrine is that this, this open micer is uh, overreacting. However, they are not happy with what... Uh, and I say they because I don't know this person and I don't know what they're how well, that's they, the proper how they response. Thank you. They are not happy with what went down on Saturday. So will Georgia fire Kirby Smart? I would. He's won all season, but cannot once again win against his old boss in Alabama. Really? Something's wrong. Fire is that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the <laughs> yeah, uh, Kirby. What do you, uh, yeah, let me let, let, let me respond to that guy. Look, I, look. I'm I'm sure that he's made he never made a mistake in his life. He's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know so, what? I bet he doesn't chop wood very good at all. You know what? I think he needs to do. Let me let, let me let me tell you this. Are you telling him to go chop wood? I'm telling him to go chop wood in his hat. Look, if I don't have to take if if if, if, if I don't have to take this from Harry Dog, then why should I take it from a Harry Kitty Cat? Absolutely. And you, you you figure out what I mean by by that. Now hold on, hold on just a moment there. Kirby, I understand you're being a little bit defensive here, but uh, it was uh, 
It was. It's just a you know people overreact. Nobody expected that. Everybody, oh yeah, fire we, me for fi, fire me for yeah. going twelve and zero. you know going going up against a guy that uh, they got like they, defensive there. See, because they got see, like seventy guys on yeah. that team that do their thing yeah. better than we do our thing. So we yeah. got to have to be prepared next time we <laughs> face them. Right. That we beat Michigan, <laughs> and, and, and when we beat Michigan, then we'll go back and fight them because yeah. they're going to lose to Cincinnati. But, but here's the thing: a yeah. guy like that could just you know what you where the sun. Look, I don't want to be dirty. Yeah, or, well, or, yeah. Where the, sun where the sun doesn't shine. You tell me, is uh, you you disagree with this open micer? Uh, I have to agree. Like I don't think I should be fired. I think I, I, I think I've done a good job. Well, I think it's ridiculous that anybody would suggest something like that for. <laughs> I mean, for again, what, 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 people what, just don't understand. What does that guy do? No, I don't know what he does. I don't, I don't know what that guy does. For <laughs> I can't speak living. for the list, Kirby. I don't know what that. I mean, that I don't guy. go to where he works and knock the fry basket out of his hand. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I do, you seem upset, and, and I I understand why. I'm just being. I, I'm I'm just being d- yeah. direct. I mean. If, yeah. if you're gonna have if he if he if he's gonna have a forum <laughs> where, where, where he can he he can come on and talk about this and that and everything and that guy doesn't want to take it, it. Like I got an axe handle that he can <laughs> weld a, 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 you know an axe to and go out and chop chop himself to death I don't okay. care right. don't be thirsty that's right don't be th- I mean he's thirsty you know what he's thirsty for I can't say you can't say because we're on uh, we're an FCC regulated radio show you all can't that say and I want to keep my job that's as well. And nobody really believes that. That's just the guy. He's just he's just uh, he's stunned. By oh, no, 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 no. I saw I saw I saw it on Twitter. A lot a lot a lot yeah. of people are like, "Oh, fire Kirby." I was this, like, "Okay, fine, I quit." This <laughs> open micer left this after it was announced that you made the college football playoff. I mean, Georgia's in the college football well, playoff despite they, the loss. Well, still, let's not. That's not. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe the, the the broadcast signal didn't get to his house. Where the, he, <laughs> to his aerial on top of his trailer. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, a little ad hominem attack there from Kirby. Smart. I don't know what that means, but whatever. <laughs> I think that the reason people overreacted is they just, I have to say for myself, what happened was the last thing in the world I expected. Now, look, you're going in and you're playing Nick Saban in Alabama, and so only somebody who is just in uber fan land does not think to themselves that Alabama can win any football game they go into. And so I just went into the game, I think most people thinking, Georgia's the better team, they've been the better team all year long, and this may turn into uh, you know quite the dogfight, no uh, pun intended. Um, and if it did... Of course, you know, in my mind, Alabama can win, you know, maybe by seven or, but what happened just took everyone by surprise. This year, if you watch those two teams throughout the year for, you know, for them to just show up and just kind of trounce, uh, it was not something that anybody expected. It wasn't something that I expected. And now we've got a chance yeah. uh, to do it all again. Got to take care of Michigan first. Yeah, that should be pretty – I'm not going to say anything. Oh. No, I'm just saying. They're a little better now than they were in the beginning of the season, but I, Georgia's a better team than Michigan. So this should be set up for uh, maybe a national championship showdown. And remember, and maybe uh, foot goes back on the uh, – shoe goes back on the other foot. Remember that weird year that Georgia won the SEC, but uh, – the SC team, Alabama, were the national champions. Yeah. That was weird. So maybe we can do the reverse here again, where yeah. Alabama gets the SEC championship and uh, uh, and, and, and Georgia gets the national When the playoffs were announced yesterday, Kirby was talking about how you can learn a lot from a loss, and I agree with Kirby. Well, there. Listen, I, once you lose, you've got to pick up the pieces and you just learn that you don't forward. like losing. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know, listen, he's a coach, and he's not going to get out there and, and, and cry and say we're crushed and whatever. It was, it's a... Uh, it's a tough loss. It's a tough loss. And the fan base is just, you know, just tired of look, as a Bills fan, I'm gonna deal with it tonight. It's another evil genius coach shows up and says, Oh, you thought you had a good I mean, maybe the Bills are what I'm rooting for them, but I'm just saying there's a good chance these evil genius coaches 
They can just sting a fan base of of the team that's right there with you, that you're always facing every year, that kind of thing. So, look, at least we have a shot, right? The Bulldogs have yeah. a shot to go back and and make it right and still still have a shot to become national champions. But Cincinnati's a great team, too. So yeah. they, they could easily yeah, beat you Alabama. Think, you think the Bearcats are I've been saying it all year. Thing. Watch yeah. out for them. Yeah, I've been saying you're wrong <laughs> On the sports year. pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been telling them all year. Dive every every you know, week. Oh, yeah. I've been telling them all year. You're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. All right. What else uh, is... Well, uh, you, you oh, talk- wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I have to, I have to divert to this. Because then the Falcons... This is not a sports show. But uh, then the Falcons, uh, again, you know, uh, whatever. I can't... Tom Brady is now 10-0 and 0 against I the Falcons. I can't deconstruct. I, I, I can't deconstruct the thing anymore. I don't, you know. Oh, I can tell Tom you what Brady happened. hands you a touchdown, pick six the end of the at the end of the first half. This is what I know about Tom Brady. Uh, if he hands you something, you not only have to make that work, then you have to stomp on his neck immediately. And they got the ball the first uh, drive of the third quarter. I think it was three and out. If it wasn't three and out, they got like one first down and then out. It didn't. And so I knew. Anyway, <laughs> the weirdest thing that happened all weekend with football for me was not the two horrible losses at Mercedes-Benz over the weekend. It was uh, watching pregame on Fox NFL. And we know Terry Bradshaw is a little bit out of it, but uh, this was the strangest. And it, the people around him couldn't figure out what the hell he was talking about. So, uh, you know that uh, Taylor Heineke? Yeah, the yeah. quarterback for the Washington football team. Yes. Uh, I believe they won yesterday. So they the, did. The discussion is about this. First of all, you start with number one where he gets the name right. They're going to go to Terry Bradshaw to tell us what he thinks about Taylor Heineke. How can you not like Taylor Heineken? I mean, listen, Heineke. Heineke. How can you not like him? Uh, Happy Heineke. And then he decides to go for some sort of analogy or metaphor or whatever about how the football team feels about their quarterback. And this came out of his mouth. Heineke is the real deal. I believe in him. If you watch the movie Christmas Carol, Mike, I know you think I'm a brick shy of a low, but listen to this. <laughs> when Dr. Death took Scrooge to his tombstone, he saw it. And do you believe in what did he say? What did Scrooge say? Don't know. Tell us. No, no. He said, I do, I do, I do, I do. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, that's what they believe in Washington. They believe Heineke, Heineke. <laughs> hey, hey, what's this? What's this? Okay, I'll show up. They believe they got their guy, okay? Huh? What? <laughs> you can tell he just gave up at the end there. He's like, oh, okay, I got to bring First it all together. I do not remember Dr. Death being in Christmas yeah, Carol. I know. Uh, and then like, literally like two and a half minutes of analysis go by before they go to Jimmy Johnson, and it's still on his mind. <laughs> Kurt, I was all set to talk about how the Rams have struggled the last three games, been bad on defense and offense. But they'll make the playoffs. But I'm trying to figure out what in the world was Terry talking about. I mean, something about Grinch or Scrooge or uh, Horse or I, I, I mean, my mind is blown. I'm, I don't know what you're talking How about. How do you think Terry? mine is? <laughs> Gone. Doctor Death. Do you doctor, remember? It was one of the one of the ghosts. Was Doctor Doctor Death? Death. Yeah. I mean, he was told they'd be haunted by three doctors before dawn. Apparently. <laughs> Are we going to our first commercial? Yeah. We're still in uh, Georgia stuff, am I right? That's right. So when we come back, we have to document the, uh, what I would say, at least right now, the attempted suicide of the Georgia Republican Party. As people know, when you listen to this show, the host says, vote for whoever you want. I don't, I'm not trying, it's not this, we're not that kind of show. Tell you what I think, vote for whoever you want. Objectively speaking, though, when I heard that David Perdue was 
thinking of jumping into a primary race with uh, Kemp on the Republican side. I thought, ah, they're just rattled in the cage. But apparently, is today the day they're going to... He's going to announce it later this afternoon. This is political suicide for the Republicans. I didn't... The Just guy. give it to Stacey Abrams. Go on and give it to her. Well, that's what they're, I think that's what they're trying to do. And you have a lot of people who are uh, just really, you know, just huge fans of Trump. And I think that they either I'm right or they're, or they're right or I'm wrong and they're wrong. But what I think is that Trump doesn't give a damn. 2022 and 2024 are going to be, I get my blood. I get my, any, I, you know, red wedding. Is that what it was called? <laughs> the yeah, thing I didn't watch? Wedding. You know, whatever. I didn't win. I blame these people. And it's not about the future. It's about, okay, you didn't help me. Now I hurt you. And then, hey, oh, by the way, your new governor is Stacey Abrams. And we're going to, the state is going to do a 180 and do everything opposite of what it's been doing. Uh, to become, you know, listen, I don't, politically speaking, the state is doing well and doing better than most other states in the post-pandemic world that we're in right now. Again, I'm, that's not any kind of endorsement for anybody, but I am absolutely amazed that Republicans will not refuse to shoot themselves in the foot on this. There is no way that you get a stronger candidate for governor out of a nasty primary, and Trump's going to be in Purdue's ear anytime the polling suggests that he's being beat. You got to go harder. You got to punch harder. Come on, Purdue. You got to punch back you harder. You got to go ahead and make yeah. up a bunch of crap yeah. that people will believe. Do so, it. So while Abrams has just taken in money from the Democrat Party and support all over, you're really going to engage in this thing? Yeah, let's have a third debate where we just trash each other. How anybody thinks, nobody thinks. There is rationale. You can rationalize through loving Trump and hating Kemp and, and all of that, that, no, we're going to get a stronger candidate. I find that very difficult to believe. Listen, Trump 2016 teaches people with microphones in front of their faces not to do much predicting about how an election is going to... So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say from where this is? Are you kidding me? The guy who lost to John Ossoff? <laughs> not an empty suit. Can only be described as a complete and totally empty suit. No one even knows he's in the Senate. People from Georgia barely know he's in the Senate. I guarantee you there's no credence, legitimacy, or uh, recognition from anywhere in the country. You're telling me a guy who lost to a complete and total empty, empty suit that has the last name Ossoff on his uh, birth certificate? Because that's really, he was born, and after that, the achievements, who knows what happened. A lot of well, corruption did, was fought. A lot of corruption. Documentaries, too. And then, Documentaries and then, for yeah, other and then, countries. And then certainly winning an election. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, Republicans. I, I don't get it. I, you think a guy who lost to a complete and total empty suit? By the way, didn't just lose to him. An incumbent at the time, harder to remove an incumbent, but a guy who's a complete and total empty suit knocks you out of office and somehow. So this is about uh, in equal parts, Trump love. Actually, I should say it's uh, one equals the other. Um, without Trump hating Kemp, you don't have Republicans in the state that hate Kemp. So it's really about Trump love, which equals Kemp hate, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I just don't see how there's, how is it better? How is it better to go through a bruising drag through glass primary than what Stacey Abrams is going to have, which is every media outlet in her back pocket. She's going to be, she's already, um, just considered a saint in the national media, but she hasn't really done anything. So now she's going to be out there on the big stage, 
um, uh, voters in this state are going to be referred to as just the worst, most awful types of human beings. And uh, hey, Stacey Abrams is never going to step before a microphone and say, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you talk about the, the people of Georgia. You don't expect that from Stacey Abrams. Don't expect her to step in front of the national media and go, no, no, I love the state of Georgia, and I love the people of the state of Georgia, and I don't expect everybody in the state of Georgia to vote for me. You think she's going to step up? You think this is about Georgia? The voters of Georgia? And all sides annoy the hell out of me right now, because I know for a fact Stacey Abrams is not going to step up in this campaign. If trashing the average Georgia voter will get her closer to power, keep on trashing. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's going to be. I mean, have you seen uh, Ossoff and Warnock stand up for you? You've seen either of them stand up for you and say, whoa, 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 this is a great state. Georgia's a great state. And Georgia's like every other state. There's a few bad apples, and they come in uh, all creeds, colors, uh, 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 political, but, but no, these, these are good people. I've, I haven't heard it. Did Ossoff or Warnock step up and say, no, 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 it's not a state full of racists, which, by the way, I've been here since 98. I can report it's not. Politicians are power-hungry weirdos, and they'll go for whatever will get them more power. But for the Republicans to just take it, hey, is there a gun around here? Can we just put it to our temple? We really, really this was already going to be a tough race, given the fact that all the national money that's going to come in. And, and Vernon Jones is in there too. You have yeah, Vernon, Vernon Jones. Jones is in there. Like he's mad because he thinks that uh, Purdue's going to get Trump because he's done everything he can to get the Trump stuff. But Vernon Jones was always there. Probably be somebody that runs against Abrams too, but won't be. There, there's two types of people that run against you in a primary: the ones you can deny debating and not get and not get hurt for it, and the other ones that you have to debate. Purdue is a senator. Kemp is going to have to debate him. Stacey Abrams won't be forced to debate, you know, three or four city council people, whoever run. That's not going to happen. And you know what? Uh, Here's the deal. If you're listening to me, vote for whoever you want. But I will tell you this. If the Republicans lose this, starting right now, I can tell you, they deserve it. Man, oh man, the hits just keep on coming. Now I heard coming in today we have a, uh, a cream cheese shortage. That's right. Get out of here. Maybe I'm not chi- lying to you. Maybe chicken tenders, too. No, let me tell you chicken this. Chicken tenders. Hang on a second. I read that there was a cream cheese shortage a week before Thanksgiving. So I went to the grocery store, and there was a shelf full of it. So you're saying this is a way for big cream cheese. Uh, Philadelphia. To get us to go out there and yeah. fill our buckets. Philly cream cheese. Our That's carts. what they're doing. Yes. Well, I, I should hope it would be that way because I really do not want to go through the month of December into January, the holiday season, without getting benefit of all the things that are going to bring my life to an end a year or two earlier. Eggnog, cream cheese. Uh, I, I'll tell you, years and years ago, maybe late 80s, early 90s, I was reading uh, about uh, the best diets. And uh, I read a thing from, I think it was the Heart Association, where they were talking about which cheeses are, all cheeses are kind of bad, but they were rating them, you know, as far as heart health goes. And it would have a different kind of cheese. I can't remember, like cheddar would be this, you know, have it this many times a year or this many times a month. And there was different numbers, like, yeah, three times a month is fine. It got to cream cheese. Next to it, it said, never. <laughs> American Heart Association, at least in the 90s, was saying, if you want to have a good, healthy heart, never, ever, ever eat cream cheese. So this shortage may help us. That giggle was Autumn Fisher, who is joining us now for the Hello. first time. You feeling all right? 
Oh I, yeah, I'm fine. Got to give her points for honesty. She didn't. She could have said, "Hey, you know what? You know, make up some excuse. My kids got COVID." But no, she said, <laughs> I, "I woke up late." You woke well, up. And I, I woke up late in the because. Touring, what if you were in the touring show of Cats? Would they have said, "Yeah, just join the show thirty minutes late"? But yeah. you know, <laughs> I just want to say stuff happens. You know, I don't know. Oh, I woke right. up at like two thirty and was awake until like five. Mm. Oh, you know, and then I went to sleep, and I just uh, no, you don't want to do that. You want to if you, if you can't get to sleep, at some point you just go ahead and get up. Now you are illiterate, but from the rest of us, <laughs> you can just start reading a book or something. Oh, I'm actually reading a book. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it uh, Cat in the Hat? Well, you got to start somewhere, and I don't like your yeah, mockery. Like, Honestly, <laughs> I don't like your mockery. We're trying to extend the hand and say, hey, more people should learn how to read, not smack him in the face, make fun of him for uh, not being able to read. No, I'm got to start somewhere. I didn't know it's, she couldn't read. That, that's what I do. Well, it's a little joke. Yeah. No. She I refuses to read. She refuses to read. As the, she knows how to read. She okay. just refuses to curl up with a book for a couple hours in the corner. Just not her God, style. Everybody always says that. Curl up with a good book. Yeah, it's fun to curl up with a, with a good book for I'm a I'm trying minutes. to get comfortable with my own thoughts. I think that's part of it, is that reading sometimes is just so silent, yeah. and my entire life is filled with something going on in my ears yeah. with my AirPods, you know, or listening to a podcast or listening to a YouTube well, thing. That's the thing you know. is, well, that's a problem, though, is you still... Yeah. You, it, being grounded requires... Sometimes sitting in the corner and reading long right. for a long time. I think that's I read the like twenty pages the first time I opened this book, and I felt pretty good about that. And then you just kind of like walked away, and now it's well, two, it's just been two nights, two and I haven't read at it. A time. Anyway, I don't listen. I want to beat you up for being. It's about editor. letters from a frontiers woman. Okay, well, that's fantastic. I certainly hope she was empowered. Uh, <laughs> my Her guess husband, is she's a widow. She's a widower. No, she's a widow, and she has a daughter. Oh, she's working for a Irish rich, wealthy man. Okay, you're boring me to the point that I, I, would, know, I would put I the know. book down. If I you were better looking, I'd marry you. But <laughs> get back in there and scrub <laughs> me bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, all right, you have some uh, headlines here. Anything? Oh, I don't have any headlines. I'm sorry. No, no not you. Not you. Oh. I just wanted. To, oh. I wanted to uh, let people know that you were joining. Uh, <laughs> The show, and uh, I've mentioned the, the great cream cheese scare. I have cream cheese in my fridge. Uh, well, very good. Uh, you know what? Don't get rid of it. Woo! Whatever you do, even if it goes bad. I'll can around. it. It might be worth money. For the winter. That's right. Can it. Can it. <laughs> Pickled cream cheese. Delicious. By the way, when it comes to cream cheese, I'm just a, just like everything else. You can imagine. I'm uh, I'm Mr. Plain. Give me plain. I don't want anything Oh, absolutely. In it. I don't want... And I also have, but I also put it on a plain... Bagel, because I'm a plain person. Really? Plain, yeah. Yeah, I'm not one of these fancy Euro types like you. And you I'm eat a, it on a plane. I am. I, I, you don't I like do. an everything bagel? That's oh, pretty delicious. Oh, those are the worst. Oh, delicious. No, everything's my hor- favorite. Ugh, the hey, onions. Absolutely. If you put all the flavors together, they almost neutralize themselves out. And you just end up with this sort of uh, tomato, bay, basil-y kind of tasting. Flavor. You don't get a wild hair and get a sesame bagel every now and then? I get a sesame bagel every once in a while. That's every pretty exotic. Yeah, it's pretty What's exotic your favorite bagel? 404-872-0770. I get the point. The show is beginning to suck. <laughs> yeah. give, us some, uh, give us some headlines. All right. Bob Dole, World War II veteran, senator, and three-time presidential candidate has passed away. He was 98 years old. Yeah, I think people have already forgotten about Bob Dole, which is strange because when uh, when I was growing up, I mean, he was like he was really big. He did lose uh, three times. It's, it's interesting. If you, if you win once, even if you have the, the worst term ever, and Thank if, you. If, if he were to die, if he were to die today, well, Trump may not fall in this category because the media hates him. But if you just become president for four years, then your death is a really, really big deal. Bob Dole failed to get the presidency uh, three times, although he was the nominee 
only once. He was the vice presidential nominee once, lost on that ticket. Uh, but, uh, you know, just because he lost, then it's like, oh, that guy, Bob Dole, if he just had, if he had one horrible presidency, it would be a huge day-to-day. We'd be stopping stuff at Did, noon. We'd play the national anthem. What? Didn't he win Iowa in 88 and then yeah. went downhill from there? Yeah, he had, he, had a really, he had a really great sense of humor, but he also had a, he was also quick to anger. Yeah. And those two things, I remember when he, uh, when he lost New Hampshire, that was 88, right, uh-huh. to Bush. I remember him live being on TV from New Hampshire. He said, well, what do you have to say to uh, George W. Bush? Hey, tell him to stop lying about my record. <laughs> it was like he was so mad. He was so mad, and it worked against him. Uh, but uh, he was a funny dude. Uh, one time in the 90s, so he's already starting to get up there in age, but Strom Thurmond? That's his name? Yeah. From, uh, South he was, Carolina. Yeah, he ended up being in the Senate until he was like 100 or something. I mean, he was already nearing his 90s at the time. And uh, Bob Dole was talking about trying to stay healthy because he's getting old. And he said he just looks at that guy, Strom Thurmond. And he said, uh, Strom eats a banana? I eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> guy had a good sense of humor. But he did, like with McCain, when he ran for president, the people around him, like Trump blew this myth out of the water. But back in the old days, these guys were counseled to keep their real personalities away from the public. People don't like uh, uh, that kind of wit. They don't like uh, what, what they'll consider mean. So just don't be funny at all because when you're being funny, it might be misconstrued as you being mean. And so what happened with Dole and also McCain when he ran is they just sort of stripped this part of their personality that was so foundational to who they were. Bob Dole was a funny man. He had a great sense of humor. And when he ran for president, you didn't see it at all. Although you did see him fall off a stage once, which was quite bizarre. Yes. Bob Dole was the first person that got me interested in politics when I was seven years old. Yes, my friend. Yeah, Bob I, Dole I, got you interested in politics. Well, Bob Dole tells you this. You know, I've had it with you, Jared. I, <laughs> we, uh, I remember in our second grade class, we had a Scholastic News magazine that we would get, uh-huh. yeah. and we would we would vote. We had like a mock election you voted in our for class, Dole. and I was one of like three other kids that voted for Bob Dole. This is like, ninety six yeah, election. Yeah, the ninety six election. Like they, uh, basically, most of the class voted for Clinton, and yeah. they were like, "Well, why did you vote I for think Dole?" I think he's a socialist. <laughs> Ah. Can I tell the disparity between us and our age? Is that the word disparity? Yeah. yeah. That my the first, gap. yes, my first uh, uh, school election when I was Jared's age was Jimmy Carter, and that's who I voted for. Well, if you want more oh, wow. of a gap and/or disparity, my first school election <laughs> was uh, Nixon McGovern, and you voted McGovern, right? I voted McGovern and got killed. Yes. Yeah, right there. I voted for Taft. <laughs> <In your> first... <laughs> what, 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 what was going on in your life? Because usually young kids would just love a Bill Clinton. He was like young. Why yeah, you like I, re- I still remember the magazine. Did you really like your grandfather or I, something? What was it about? Because you hated the saxophone back usually then. Usually kids will go for whatever is the younger, hipper kind of thing. That was the image that they had of Bill Clinton was him playing the saxophone and yeah. he had all of his animals and stuff. Bill Clinton had a cat and a dog. Yeah, Bob yeah. Dole only had dogs. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I, I was <laughs> like, I'm boy. like, I'm like, hey, go ahead, Easy Bob. Boy. <laughs> I'm like, I, I liked Bob Dole. And then everybody in the class started making fun of me because they're like, oh, yeah. you picked Bob Dole. Blah, blah, blah. My parents said this. Let's you not did, forget the Bob Dole, vote. the reason he had that, they always would hold the pen and uh, in, his, in his hand because he couldn't use his hand anymore. And let's remember that, that uh, he, uh, he was hit with shrapnel in, uh, during World War II, and he did it while going back to rescue someone else. He didn't necessarily have to be there. If he wasn't as good a person as he as he was, he may have not been hurt like that. But he was he was seriously, seriously injured, was never able to really even I don't even comb his own I mean, he's had trouble for the rest of his life. 
So uh, it's a great life and uh, a different time, different kind of politician. Uh, this is back at a time where you actually did try to, even though he was not necessarily center, he did try to lead from the center when he was the head of the Senate. What do you think? Yeah, from the way back machine. I, I love how we get provided cuts like this. So here's, uh, here's him winning the GOP nomination in 1996. I accept your nomination to lead our party once again to the presidency of the United States. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a terrible campaign and against a very Jack strong Kemp. Clinton, Clinton was very strong. I like Kemp, too, but Kemp seemed like he should have been at the top of the ticket right. during that one. He had more energy, more vitality, more ideas, really, at that time. The Kennedy haircut. Uh, I'm just speaking as a Bills fan. You yes. know, so Jack Kemp was a, <laughs> uh, a championship-winning quarterback for the Buffalo Bills back when the you know, championship was the AFL, oh, not, the, okay. not the Super Bowl championship. Oh, so, yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I was going to say congratulations. No, uh, congratulations. Congratulations on a great life, and it's too bad because he'll kind of slip by. And like I said, if he'd been president for four years, you know, we'd we'd be stopping at noon, that sort of thing. But uh, I honestly thought he'd already passed because my wife said the same thing. Yeah, and I feel like I I was almost there, but he was. I think I read something about six weeks ago or eight mm. weeks about him, and I kind of went, oh, that's right. I would have noticed if he died. There's certain people I go, well, I would have noticed if that person died, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, next story. After further review over the weekend, uh, CNN decided to uh, extend the extension and fire uh, Chris Chris Cuomo, who was uh, their evening anchor guy from 9 to 10. How in the world am I going to get my news now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the same way I always did. uh, Chris Cuomo, now there's like a, first of all, I believe that CNN knew everything that they found out in these uh, this report from New York State. I think that they knew behind the scenes exactly what he was doing to help his brother, uh, man, help his brother manage the situation, and was actively avoiding doing stories that would hurt his brother at the time. I think CNN knew all of that and didn't care. But once you found out, and I found out the facts, once it came out of New York State and it was there, they they were forced to do this. Then on top of it, there's a new uh, like a Me Too problem with him. Somebody from his past mm-hmm. is is coming forward now and making um, uh, I don't know if it's sexual assault or just harassment, but some sort of allegations against him, which gives CNN the ability to say, "Hey, well, here's something new that we didn't know before." But I don't believe for a second that anything that we now know, because those files were released from New York State last week. I don't believe who's the guy running CNN, Jeff Zucker. I, believe, uh, yeah, I don't believe I don't believe that 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 fought, that document dump showed him anything he didn't already knew. No, all he knew that was new about it was oh, the rest of the country is going to find out. So therefore, now that it's out of the bag, because I guess Cuomo was getting decent ratings. Yeah, within yeah. what CNN calls yeah. decent ratings. I mean that that nine o'clock hour. I mean would give Hannity kind of a hard time. I remember I remember like between, yeah. Well, between guess the two who won? Them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all of it, if you put them all together, primetime on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, put them all together every night, and almost everybody in America isn't watching any of them. That's the real news. Seriously entertaining. The Von Hessler Doctrine. Weekdays, 9 to noon. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Uh, Not a lot of time here, so uh, toss a story at me. Well, President Trump's in the headlines. Uh, he called General Mark Milley a beep idiot at a Turning Point USA Wouldn't event. that be a bleeping idiot? Yeah. And I think it's bleep, not beep. 
So it's not beep. <laughs> Thank, you. Bleeping bleep. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's not a beeping idiot. That's somebody behind you um, that's beeping at you because you're not moving fast enough. Well, that's case... a beeping idiot. A bleeping idiot is when you when you uh, <laughs> make fun. So Mark Milley is still the, uh, what is he, the head of the Joint Chiefs, Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's right. Very high military person. In the country, who is who is Trump giving speeches for now? It's a Turning uh, Point USA group, yeah. so okay, I guess that? That's primarily true. a right-leaning group, right? For young people, right? Yes, that's one Candace Owens is a part of, and all that. I can't remember. What point she's... do you age out of youth groups? This is what I wonder. At what point <laughs> do they come to you and go, "Hey, you know, not for nothing, but you're 37 now. It's time to go." Why are you not young in terms of politics? Because <laughs> Turning Point is a is a conservative youth outreach. You know, go to campuses, let people know, hey, you don't have to be. A progressive and listen to us, that sort of thing. Things in politics, though, seem to a uh, seem to veer towards the older, yeah. right? So youth I probably think lasts like forty five, mid thirty, yeah, mid forty, yeah, forty yeah, five yeah. or something. Then it's time to move on to the. Uh, I still feel young, the aging, but yeah. I wouldn't join any group. Well, it's not about. I just uh, so what's the guy named Charlie Kirk, right? Yeah. Guy? Oh yeah. So when, at the point, it's his group. It's like at what point does he look in the mirror and go, all right? Got to change it up. Not, not so young anymore. When he changes his name to Charles, then yeah. he'll be Yeah, then the it's time to move set. on to a new older Republican group that he can, <laughs> Charles he can run. So, okay, so he's got the kids in town yes. at Mar-a-Lago. That's right. Here's he's giving them a big speech, and now he's talking about this Mark Milley. And, and I the think Afghan talk- pullout. Well, he's talking about, obviously, Trump was not the president during Correct, the Afghan but he's pullout. Ta- he's, he's so he's talking about... Uh, some of the advice that he was getting from this guy. And, you know, we left all the equipment there, which helped arm uh, the uh, Taliban as they came back into power. So that's what he's talking about, the advice he was getting from Mark Milley at the time. You mean you think it's cheaper to leave it there so they can have it than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to Afghanistan? You sure always think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized it was a an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so if he comes back to power, you can expect more of the same. <laughs> Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine, and I believe day four of the great cream cheese shortage of America begins right now. I a little, uh, I, I'm not Clark Howard. I should start the segment off with, I'm not Clark Howard. <laughs> Uh, but I think I have some savvy when it comes to, well, actually, mo- most of this is uh, uh, rear view savvy because um, I, had very, I was very bad with money for a very long time. I had to lose a lot of money to learn how not to lose money, and I would like to pass along some of this knowledge to people. I saw a CNBC article says more than half of shoppers are going into debt this holiday season according to a study. And what I would say to people is, just because you've actually been amassing some money with the lockdowns, possibly, and the money from the government, I'm just going to toss this in your ear and let you know that you don't have to spend it. What? <laughs> you don't have to spend it right now. It's not necessary. You will not be jailed for sitting on money. Uh, there is no jail time or criminal prosecution of people who save for a rainy day. Uh, here's a, a real old-fashioned concept. Uh, now, you can't necessarily apply it to the next vehicle you buy, maybe even not even to the next uh, major appliance you buy. But outside of those categories, um, if you can't afford it and you don't have the money, 
don't buy it. So let's do this. Here we go. It's Greg's choice. No, hold on. I don't like you saying here we go. Greg's choice. I didn't like that either. That was too peppy. Here's Greg's choice. Here's Greg's choice. Greg's choice. No good. Your voice cracked. Greg's choice. Yeah, that's fine. Now, of course, you could decide you want something, look at your bank account, it's not there, and you think to yourself, well, if I do this, this, and the other, in three months I'll have that money, you save up for it, and then you... Yeah, uh, if I apply for this credit card and that credit card and this yeah. credit card, I'm well, now. You know what's happening now, Greg, and this, is, this should be the big red flag, and I'm telling you right now, do not do it. Do not do it. Now you're getting uh, some of the, like, the partial payment options. And partial payment option means now you can afford to do something that you cannot afford to do, which means in reality, you can't afford it. The big thing also that they have going on now are those small loans. Say you want an expensive piece of clothing, uh, a coat that costs $300. When you check out, you can can choose for installment payments starting Mm. in two weeks. (laughs) No, don't do that. Look at the dress. Know you want it. Look at your account and say, well, if I do this, that, and the other thing, in six weeks, I'll be able to afford the dress. Then you go buy the dress, and you walk out of the store with it, and that's it. You're done. You're done. Your dealings with that company that provided the dress are done. Like I said, if you're going to buy a new car, maybe you can't apply this to it, or a new dishwasher. But outside of those big ticket, you should not be taking out loans to buy average, everyday things. Does that make sense to people? <laughs> I'm not Clark Howard. But when, when you take out a loan, it should be to buy something that is extraordinary in the sense that you only buy one of those every six what years. What if you really want it, though, Eric? You know, and you, and buckle you can't down and really work. Maybe really work want the that PS4. You know, get some Uber or <laughs> something five, like that. Sir. Okay, PS5. Yeah, yeah give them the time. time. You're, You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me in front of the kids. Uh, <laughs> PS2. All credibility's lost. That show still thinks the PS4 is the... Absolutely. He <laughs> ruined it. He ruined it for all. Oh, by the way, are you guys all right in New York? That's a big bagel town up there in New York. No, cream no. cheese shortage going no, on. You mentioned that. I was going to say panic. Yeah, you there should sense be. sense it. Just walking on the streets, there's a deadness in people's eyes. They, <laughs> they, don't, know. Know what it, they don't know what to do because they can't get their schmear. Well, that's a, that, <laughs> th- that deadness in their eyes says this is a holiday season that might be uh, you know butter on a bagel. And that's okay. <laughs> But that ain't a great holiday season. What are your choices? Butter on a bagel, you yeah. say? I put butter on a bagel. Butter on a bagel's fine. Yeah, I don't know, butter on a bagel. And then along with a little hey, butter, on a bagel. butter on a bagel. <laughs> you don't need schmear. Also, not supposed to toast the bagel either if it's fresh. You go in the morning, you toast it. It's insulting. I like it toasted. I don't uh, care. Sorry, well, bagel Even if they're fresh. Yeah. They're, they're fresh, I like cheese. them fresh, but they're not fresh. They're I'll only toast. supposed to toast it if it's later in the day, right, Right, Greg? That's yeah, the New York they're standard. Fresh. They're not fresh, so you got to give them a little something extra. What about locks? Uh, what about locks? Do you like locks on a of bagel? Of course I do not. That's uh, locks represents <laughs> seafood, and I don't put That's seafood fish. in my body. Uh. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I also don't like tomatoes, and I don't like onions, and I don't like... Or capers. Uh, Capers. Those, capers cap- those things are terrible. What about white fish <gasps> salad? <laughs> I like a plain... Bagel with a lot of plain butter, cream cheese on it, and And butter. What are your choices? Remember on Friday we were talking about that big Seinfeld George thing. I don't even know if I want to talk about that. Oh yeah, what was what was the thing? He was hanging. Give us. uh... It was just built up, and it doesn't matter that much. And. The, the fact that this article was written in the first place, there's yeah. no reason for it to exist. This is what happened. is You came across one of these uh, so-called millennial writers. Well, there's who, a, there's... And their job, if you're a millennial writer for one of these on, online things, your job is to find something new about the culture to bitch about. That's all you <laughs> yeah, do. Isn't even That's new. All you... Doing this isn't even I, new. I it's a trend to go after Seinfeld. I guess the thing is, instead of going after the show as a whole now... 
you're going after the individual characters. And this one was 10 things about George that have aged poorly. But things here's the like, thing. Right, right. Well, before you even say the things, they haven't aged poorly because they were never endorsed in the first place. The concept was that George Costanza was wrong when they did it. Is this... Is, I can't Wait, so believe that people me, are this dumb. <laughs> you're telling me when George was trying to nap under his desk at work and he was being bothered, so he asked Jerry to call in a bomb threat. Yeah. That at some point in time that wasn't accepted. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. The idea that back in the 90s when that happened, people thought calling and phoning in bomb threats was perfectly okay. Yeah, everybody did it. I mean, it's, that's a, I, 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 I didn't think go to my dentist appointment because I just called in a bomb threat. It may be the millennial thing is just run out of stuff to bitch about when you have to go this far and basically hold someone accountable for actions that were presented as terrible to begin oh, with. I, I know why it's coming up now. It's because it's on Netflix now. Seinfeld is now on Netflix. Oh, so, so millennials are discovering it for the first time. A lot of people are. I don't like that. Yeah, they're, they're like, I can't believe this No, is not going. millennials. It's the people below that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Gen, Gen Z Gen Z is yeah. now discovering it. I yeah. guess, yeah. We never well, the attack against it to me just feels like show. All of this in general yeah. is on par with the guy who drives up in the convertible and drives slowly because he wants you to look at it. Mm -hmm. That's how I view a lot of this now, and I don't <laughs> yeah. want to look at it anymore. I'm not looking. All right, we're done looking at it. Yeah, it's a preposterous concept. I mean, it really is. It's ridiculous. There was never a time in America where people were okay with phoning in bomb threats. That was the comic premise, was that's how bad of a person his... he was. Remember the time George hid from his girlfriend so she couldn't break up with him? I mean, what a scoundrel. Hey, what how about the look? How about the go even bag. further? Did they even bring up in this article, which I did not read? I only saw the headline that uh, when he found out that the woman he was going to marry had died, he was actually happy. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't know George how to gather with. Hey, you Susan, know what? That's, that's something that right now, I, th I don't think these days that would fly. Right. In the 90s, I thought that was perfectly okay. <laughs> Lying be... about being handicapped so he could get the private bathroom. Oh, access. back in the 90s, we thought that was perfectly okay. <laughs> This is a completely joyless, humorless. It's just about this is something I, I won't name names, but uh, we, you know, there's some events going on, holiday events. People come into your home. I will tell you something. This woke crowd. It, it is time to start looking at the woke crowd as to what they are, which is just a bunch of nags. These people will not let anyone have a good time. They will walk into somebody else's house, festive party lights everywhere, and start bringing out, you know, hey, I think I'll bring up the most, uh, I don't know, the most polarizing things in culture today. Right now, I'll do it right here, and I'll make much like, really, it 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 has honestly gotten to the point with this woke crowd, these Gen Zers and some of the millennials. They just have to be seen as what they are. They're just good old-fashioned downers, just nags. It bothers them to walk into a room and see people having fun, and they will not allow it to continue. Don't you know there are people who aren't having fun right now? Yeah, and you know what? The day you die, no matter how much good work you do, there will be people who are not having fun. If that's yeah. going also, to be your on. premise, we can't have fun until everyone is having fun, or that all of history has been atoned for. Or It's funny. The Wokes came up with the idea of Karen, but now, as one, they are Karen. Karen. They just bitch and moan about anything because why should anyone be allowed to have fun? It's it's really amazing. It's amazing. All right, go ahead, Greg. Well, you're going to say, despite all the good work you do, I was going to stop you there. There's no good work being okay. done. There, there are, because to actually do good work, if you care about yeah. the things you say you care about, there's process. You can hate the process. You can hate the way things are done and what you have to go through to do it, but that's the way to actually do it. It's just easier to say, 
I believe this. Here's listen, proof that listen. I believe this and, and act on this. I don't want to be a downer. That's why to me it's a show. That's why to me it's a show, and I'm not paying attention to it. Look at me, look at me. No, I'm not looking at I don't want to be a downer, but you got a generation of people now who, are, who think they're brilliant. They were told they were brilliant. They don't know that their grades, every single one of them had grade inflation going on. Uh, the, the C students passed as B-plus students. The B-minus students passed as the A students. Uh, they've been told how wonderful are they are. And man, let me tell you something. This country is... Is getting dumber and dumber and dumber and right here right Eric? here right here on a monday i don't want to start a monday that way so give me some good i was gonna news. say right here talking to you you have an a student who passed as a b student yeah you underperformed and i that's why i respect <laughs> you you could have gone in there and given it your best and I uh, and blown everybody else out of the water but you know what you cared enough for the people around you you didn't want to humiliate them yeah. with your intelligence <laughs> so you slacked off a little bit that I can respect, but you got a bunch of people. Uh, when's the last time someone didn't graduate high school? Is this is this now just a matter of attendance, right? When's the who's if the person that, who's the person who doesn't graduate? Place. Whoever fails now, no one. That's my point. Like first grade through twelve. So one of two things are happening: either something is a miracle and everybody's born <laughs> a genius, or standards have been lowered. What, what, what do you think? But then the problem is, they get into their 20s and early 20s, and they don't know they're dumb. Sandwich generation. The sandwich generation thinks they're the smartest damn people who ever lived. And then we got to put up with their, oh, you know what I noticed? Here's some things that George Costanza did in the 90s (laughs) that wouldn't fly these days because... He made a fake charity because he didn't want to give Christmas presents. Yeah, my, (laughs) my, my humor grade was inflated, and I don't know that I'm humorless. If you don't think that uh, <clears throat> we're graduating dumber and dumber people, this is real quick, Greg. And Wall Street Journal this morning, I read an opinion piece because uh, a bunch of scientists have written an open letter saying uh, you got to leave math alone and how you teach math because no, no, this is not going to work out. <laughs> this is so. Uh, what the California Department of Education's proposed new fra- math framework, which encourages math teachers to take a quote unquote justice oriented perspective. On teaching math. What? What does that mean? Well, it no. means uh, look for buildings and bridges to be collapsing okay. in America in about 15 or 20 years. That's what <laughs> it means. A justice-oriented perspective. Yeah, so if 2 plus 2 equals 4 doesn't work for you, <laughs> do not... I, I, uh, I don't know what the process is, but there is an attempt to make math fair. That's the simplest way to sum that it's up. It's not They're fair. Trying to it's make, hard. It's not fair because it works a specific way, yeah. and you need to understand how it works. But here's but the thing. Here's the if thing. If you can't understand... It's not fair to you, so let's bring it down to your level. That's why it's called learning. What, what, if, I under, if I was born with an understanding of everything under the sun, why would I need any sort of, uh, why would I need any sort of tutoring or mentoring or learning of any kind? It's absurd. Yes, mathematics is difficult. It's more difficult for some kids than other kids. But here's the thing. It's not about where you are. If you are of sound mind and body you can learn the concepts of math. It's a matter of getting in front of... It's not, it's not, they, they weren't taught in, a, in some sort of uh, institutional way to only make institutional people know math. That's BS. If you're of sound mind and body, you can learn math. But it's like anything else. Some people are kind of born with a knack and it comes to them easy, and other people it's more difficult. Um, I don't even remember learning to read. It was so easy for me. Math was an MFR. Let me tell you, man. It was, it was a, I, it was a I thought I loved school moment for me when I was in fourth grade, but I'm finding this very difficult. You know, anyway, go ahead. I knocked you off. As we speak about this, I do want to say that 
I know there are a lot of teachers out there who don't agree with this. It's just being forced on them. They can't do and anything them, about it. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. They're powerless. So, you know, we talk about this. and I'm not blaming you. Listen, this goes from everybody all the way around. However we got into this thing, uh, this is something I learned a long time ago when I was uh, pretty much on the left, maybe kind of a little bit of a collectivist when uh, a friend of a friend said to me, look, if you want to make everyone equal, you got to take the fastest, the, you got to take the people who jump highest and put weights on them because you're not going to get everybody over the highest bar. That's not going to happen. You can, you can drag down the people who are jumping the highest and then you can wake up the next day and go, look, see, we're all equal. But you end up with the median, which is medium, which is mediocre. All right, what other stories do you have? <laughs> have you heard of better.com? Uh, no, I don't think okay. I have. <laughs> A digital well, maybe mortgage you lender. Because, you know. <laughs> well, it? it was a digital mortgage lender. It was. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not. Considered... I'm not advertising for him. No, no. I got. I, no, got, no. I got good people. I'll be telling you about yes, in a couple you do, minutes. You have, you have a good company, yeah. not this Better.com. Uh, it's. It was a tech startup that was branded a unicorn, which is you know one of these yeah. rare companies valued at seven billion dollars from the get go, and they had just received recently a seven hundred fifty dollar, uh, seven hundred fifty million dollar cash infusion. Despite all of this. They recently laid off many employees. 900 employees were laid off uh, last week. On Zoom. before Christmas on Zoom. And uh, <laughs> obviously, you, you when have, these things happen, somebody records it. So. Yeah, I got some of the yeah, audio You hear the here. guy yelling at it. But uh, basically, this is the way they did it. Someone's uh, like, if you're invited to this Zoom meeting, uh, you're one of the people that no longer needs to come to yeah, work. Yeah, only the people being laid off were the ones invited to the Zoom. We are laying and then, off. And then, we, we have it here. Go. We are laying off. About 15% of the company. <laughs> if you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group. You, dude. That is being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, a lot of people are getting mad that this is all done on Zoom at One Collective, but. Uh, it's hard to call 900 different people <laughs> yeah. into your office and have a personal conversation with them. Well, it doesn't uh, have to be done by one person. It could be done by well, a team CEO. of people. This is the CEO, so you know there's yeah. an idea that the CEO doing it is respectful. Though he did say before that audio, uh, he told everyone the last time I did this, I cried. This time, yes. I hope to be stronger. Oh, well, it's all about him. Oh, and good. I'm, okay. glad okay. I'm glad you're so you strong. follow up on that? <laughs> Uh, that's why I have to step in, Greg, and I have to tell people about a good financing company. But, ah, it's not all like that sort of nonsense. What if you could stop paying your mortgage for a month or two, get a lower monthly payment, and potentially save up to $1,000 a month? Well, it's possible. You've just got to refinance to one of these incredibly low rates, and I know just the people to help. Not those people. My friends at American Financing, America's home for home loans. I've been telling you about them for a while now because I really believe in what they do. I mean, unlike other lenders... American Financing looks at all of your finances, finding every way to help you save from lower rates to custom terms and even debt consolidation. They can do it all. They can even refinance your jumbo loan or get you into a reverse mortgage if that's what you need. Whatever you need, they can help. Pre-qualify for free by calling 404-836-4292. That's 404-836-4292. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Continuing on this uh, narrative of the dumbing down of America, happy Monday. 
<laughs> so you and your lovely fiance, I believe she's in the car because I think I hear her speak. You definitely hear her speak. So you were in, in an Uber. Yeah. Some Saturday night. Yeah, after we had been out all day. Uh, Sunday morning? Well, Saturday watched, night? Sunday, this guy it was drank, definitely Sunday morning. This guy drank from... When were, when were you done with Aram before the uh, We game? were on 9 to noon for uh-huh. the bull, pre-Bulldogs coverage, yeah. and uh, I got a drink at the CNN Center at 12.15 after and the broadcast. And he stopped drinking after 2 o'clock in the morning. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but toward had a the, good time after the broadcast. The, uh, toward the end of it, I mean, who knows how drunk he would have gotten if the Bulldogs would have won, for heaven's Ooh. sakes. Oh, boy. Maybe it would have been less, actually, strangely enough. Maybe you drink more. Uh, when your team loses. Uh, but you guys were in an Uber. Now, at this point, what time at night is it? This is about, I guess, one fifteen when we're heading home. One fifteen Sunday morning. Yes. You're heading home, and you run into uh, one of these street racing incidents. Yeah, it was on uh, Ponce and Monroe on it gets Sunday morning about one fifteen. And you can hear Tina in here going, I can't believe that. <laughs> and yet they're filming. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And so, well, well let's, let's describe what, what you came across. You come up, and like, the Uber guy can't. Are you at a light or something? Yeah, and he just can't we're at go the forward. light on... Because, and Monroe. Because in the middle of all of that uh, is one car, and I guess it's sort of, you could call it drifting, but it really looks like NASCAR, you know, just burning donuts. It really, really looks like you're just burning donuts. Oh, like donut. a victory thing. Yeah, there's, a, there's an mm-hmm. art to drifting where you're trying to keep things straight and go around at the same time for style points. This just looked like doing, you know, just donuts. Yeah, and this guy is really stylish, uh, 1998 Ford Mustang. And so you got you got no the guy. Shame him. You, got the, you got you got the you got the guy inside there who thinks he's a superstar, and then you got all the people around it who are documenting about at least like this. 25, 30 people. Oh, How are they not yeah. run over? That's my question. because nobody's going to move because nobody's it's twenty twenty one, and I don't want to be that guy that Anderson Cooper calls that because I got out of my car and then somebody put a thing on me, and then suddenly I'm the story because I'm that kind of person in America, and not just people taking over the roads and uh, just doing. Br- donuts for no good reason. That's why we've all learned our lesson. Mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper is going to make you the bad person. Yep. Not not the people who decided to stop traffic and do uh, donuts in the middle of, what was the intersection? Monroe and Ponce. So yeah. I was heading back from like the Ponce City Market area. Not all that busy? No. <laughs> <laughs> These people are filming right around it. She looks drunk. Yeah. 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 Those people. Jay. Look. Yeah, they're still filming. Jerry. Get out of the road. Somewhere to be. Jerry, why don't you go tell them stop it? I'm going to tell them. Roll down my window. No, 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 no. Please, please. No, no, it's fun. They're just having fun. We're trying. This Our light's red, but when it's green, get out of the road, guys. We'll we'll get home. We'll we'll take a scooter. My (laughs) boyfriend, my fiance, is going to beat you up. Do you know who he is? He's on WFB. But this is really, the situation is when something like this breaks out, you just sit there, you cross your fingers that it, it just stops and goes away because we've learned our lesson. We're no no person had better show up and act like an adult here. No, no. Because when you act like an adult while other people are capturing you on their smartphones, you end up being canceled and losing your job. Because there's nothing wrong with getting out of the car and going, okay, let's wait a minute here. So, but if you're that person, Anderson Cooper's going to make that story about you very, very... It's not going to be about people who've just decided we're going to stop traffic, act like idiots. And the worst part is, 
I guarantee you, whoever all those people were, the person driving the car and the people documenting it, to this morning, they, they look back at the weekend and go, we did something. And there's all the proof you need. We went viral. That's all the proof you need. This country is screwed. No, the funny thing about that is, again, when you listen back to this audio, this is me in the back seat of that car with the windows up in yeah. an Uber, and it's yeah. that loud. I mean, listen, it's right there. I mean, it's that loud. Once your light turned green, did you guys, did they move? They're like, yeah, okay, they guys, thank you, bye. Well, here's the thing. The light was green for other people. Just because their light the was side. red, it was green yeah. for the other side. They held it up for probably about three, four minutes. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's a happening, and we're going to release it on our new YouTube channel. We've never read a book in our lives, <laughs> but we hey still guys, know how to have fun. Come on. I'm no Karen, all right? Yeah, but yeah. still, like, can we home. go Tina, now? Tina, Tina, Are you done doing your donut circle? <laughs> I'm, I got a, I, my, you know... Steak Shack, shack yeah. burger is yeah. melting now. No, but you make a, you make a point there. If Tina would have gotten out of the car, she would have been she would have gone viral, and she would have been the Karen, which means she's in the wrong, not people who stop traffic to do an idiotic thing. I mean, I'm there's nothing wrong, wrong with young people doing idiotic things. They always do. But when the rest of society defers to young people doing idiotic things, that means the future is screwed. Let's do this. Uh, we mailbag. What are we doing? Oh. <laughs> it's the Doctor and Mailbag. We've got the open mics, Facebook messages, open and mic. emails we've collected from the week. All right, I don't, you can start with whatever you like. It could be an open mic. It could be a, an email. It could be uh, uh, just uh, some sort of message that you got DM to you. I don't care where you start. I got a, a letter note here. That someone, yeah, a note that somebody passed to you in study yeah. hall. Yeah. Do you have the Do you have the letters? I got it right here. Let's see what it says. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I have got an open mic for Autumn, actually. Oh. Hi. Should this the rest is of us leave? <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Hi, this is Tallulah from Maryland calling for the Von Hessler Doctrine. I was wondering if there was any update on Papa Pritz being Santa Claus since there's a Santa Claus crisis. And Autumn said she was going to text him, and we never got any resolution on that. Yeah, Times 153, 60 degrees. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh super fan. Uh, and she's in Maryland. Yeah, so she's super fan in Maryland. We should be friends. Well, maybe. You think that sometimes with fans, and then you realize Tallulah? that wasn't the greatest idea in the world. But yeah. Meet me, me at Malloy's. <laughs> there you go. You kind of start a thing. <laughs> sort of start a thing. And... Uh, I think that hits to something even deeper there, which is kind of sad. I think that uh, I think her father's ghosting her now. So he she texts, but he doesn't he doesn't text. He, back. he responded, and you know he's he's getting a bit older, and he read the text as like that you wanted to be Santa what? this year, and I was like, no, Dad, I'm saying oh, yeah. I Eric didn't see wants. The, I didn't see the text. Maybe you butchered it. When of you course, sent... I did not butcher. Well, okay. How? Wow. wow. You're to... assuming that because I'm a woman, no. that I mess no. up the texting. I'm That's sh- exactly no. what you no. meant. No, I'm showing respect That's for your exactly father. What is what I thought there I was doing a... a good thing. I was showing respect for her father. When math involved, it was just words. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to burn you guys to the ground. <laughs> Literally. Like, All right. So, like figuratively. <laughs> so once you, uh, once you, once he realized what you meant, what was his answer? Uh, he said, uh, I, he was like, 
oh, well, and I said, well, (laughs) I mean, he just like hemmed and hawed. Is your father one of the Peanuts family members? (laughs) (laughs) I said, why don't you send me like, why don't you like do a voice memo and and record your response and send it to me and I'll play it for Eric and see if he wants to talk about it. And And he he, never did. He never did that, which shows uh, it's uh, he said, okay, I'll try and come up with something funny. And then he yeah. just probably went back to watching Law and Order SVU. Proof of concept that maybe your dad has lost the energy to be Santa Claus and cannot come back during the Santa Claus shortage. Also, we found out we have a cream cheese shortage. And potentially chicken tenders, too. Chicken tenders. Listen, what about people. the nugs? Are the nugs still available? I got to figure it. It's got to, it's got to hit all uh, fast nope, food just fried tenders. chicken parts. Because <laughs> there's one commercial where they say... Uh, there's is there because they're saying there's a chicken wing shortage, and uh, the, com- the response is yeah, but we do chicken thighs. Well, isn't it all the same? The th- wing is attached to the thigh. Exactly. Yeah, the, the that's thigh my point. My point is, it's all the, the same. So it's it really the source is a chicken products <laughs> shortage, right? What? Why? It starts with a chicken shortage because nobody will go to work. Where are all those everything, chickens going? Everything has to be trucked. Everything has to be in, has to be moved to where it's going. I don't know how to keep saying this every day. There are eighty thousand trucking jobs available that people are not taking, for whatever decision, whatever reason, they're not taking them. And everything has to be transported to where it goes. It doesn't just magically grow out behind uh, Publix. Yeah, they, oh, it doesn't? No, it doesn't. Where do they grow the chickens? They grow the chickens. Can't they just teach them to walk to the stores? <laughs> That's what they should do. They should teach them to walk to the different stores, like give them pathways that yeah. the chickens walk to, and they eat and drink on the way. And then uh, it take they've calculated it so it takes a certain amount of time for them to walk there, and they've aged up to a certain point, and then uh, the stores kill them and yeah. put them in their freezers. Yeah, and then they just drop dead right, right in the parking lot. Yeah, perfect. It's a much cleaner way to do it. I don't know why. It's ha- like a time they put a, like a bomb in their brain and then. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. All of this sounds to me like it's going to lead to higher chicken prices. I don't know. Hey, you know, know what? I'm coming up with the solution. Yeah, you okay? are. You're a doer. Yeah. You're not just complaining. Exactly. You're fixing. <laughs> I'm I coming up you. with a chicken brain bomb. <laughs> All we got to do is create a brain bomb that we can insert into every chicken. Right. And we will have this taken care of. I got it. It's humanitarian. Thank you. You want chicken tenders or not? Well, true. <laughs> All right. So we had that open I'm gonna mic. I'm going to grow my own cream cheese in my backyard. <laughs> that open mic was for you, Autumn. This next you open know, mic. Autumn forages for cream cheese and she gets <laughs> some. That's called break, that's breaking it out. I know where yeah. she can find yeah. some. <laughs> <laughs> this open micer has a sir. Re- just because it's cream and it's cheese doesn't make it cream cheese. Lift them up. Uh, All right. This open micer has a request for Tim von Hessler doctrine. Whatever happened to the Daily Herald? He was hilarious when you had him on. Look forward to hearing from him again. Victim of the pandemic layoffs, my friend. <laughs> so we can no, no longer afford. He had to call everybody on the campus call, and I said, "You guys, I got to let y'all call." And so we don't have as many reporters as you do, and I don't yeah. have enough gumshoe. You know, old Daily Herald used to come in every once in a while and have us some some breaking news. It was uh, not to be confused with the Henry County paper, correct? This is the Daily Herald out there. Well, down. the Daily Herald. Right, is, you know, it could be over. all over the country. Let me tell you one thing real quick, though. Oh, as long as you're here, you get a freebie. Yeah, you get until this Saturday is the last day to enter the kids. Kinzu Deer Raffle. So if you get your, <clears throat> it's the Kinzu Quality Deer Cooperative, uh-huh. and you got until December 11th to get your uh, ra- get your raffle ticket there. It's fifty fifty raffle, and uh, you get uh, now. Make sure you go to Tinder Doodle Flats Wildflower Trail on State Route 59. <laughs> 
and look, uh, look at what we've been missing. You know, <laughs> what we were, well, you know these, these now, damn budget cuts. If you bring your antlerless deer there, you'll uh, qualify for the five hundred dollar raffle. So, got anything from around the country? I like. I just like when he would bring us news. Well, from, here's like, one. The Midwest or something. All right, here's one from Idaho. Breaking, shaking news from Idaho. This <laughs> is from Post Register in uh, Idaho. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, bumblebee survey projects turning people into insect lovers. But huh? Well, what? Lynn Did, Bush didn't used to like bumblebees, but okay. now that she's taking yeah. part in the bumblebee project, <laughs> she's she started, oh, she understands how important the bumblebees are. <laughs> Everybody's talking about how important the honeybee is. Right. But, you know, don't forget about the bumblebee. The bumblebee gotcha. is big, it's lumbering around. It, it don't make uh-huh. honey, but, you know, it, it does things. <laughs> sure. So out in Idaho, they're uh, rediscovering the an, appreci- the an appreciation, one right. would say, of the bumblebees. And then there's some, you know, there's contentious news out there. You know, there's North Idaho... Liar and his neighbors, and all they're in a dispute over a holiday display. And that oh, always, oh, no. I think they'll probably work it out, but yeah. you know, it's Christmas it's time. It's news at this point. Right. Well, you know, don't fight about it. Just, you know, work it out. <laughs> you got evil Santa there. Oh, I'll keep him away. Santa ain't evil. Well, look, that was a freebie from Daily Herald, and, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and the way radio budgets are going, I don't think you're ever going to be back here on a full time basis, but if you get lonely like this and you want to break. Hard-hitting news yeah. from around the country, Daily Herald. Feel free to break in anytime. I'll happily do it. The Von Hessler Doctrine. It's so improv and so real and so funny. Weekdays 9 till noon on 95.5 WSB. Do we have enough time for one more in the mailbag? Absolutely. This uh, this has been quite a controversy here on the Von. Is Hester it all open mic? Should we start calling it the open mic bag? No, we've got a uh, we've got some messages. An open too. bag of mics? Mike's bag. <laughs> Mike's I am bag. Mike, and I'm uh, open. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes. You know, you yeah. did get a lot of people that kind of were, were in step with this guy here. Eric, I don't know if you're gonna hear this or somebody's gonna pass it on to you, but you know, you're like building a building without foundation. You talk uh, about Stacey Abrams and this and this and that and that and this and that, but you don't give the foundation from from which this and that and that and that, and that comes from. Wow. Yeah. This got- and that. The other. Don't you forget know, the other. We had a meeting after that on Friday, and I said, what do you guys think? Do you think I should get down to the bottom of what this, that, that, and this, and this, and that, and that, and this, and this? Yeah, everything. And this, that, and what they say in your meeting. Uh, we took a vote. It was... Uh, it was <laughs> Everybody voted no. We're not going to do that. It was uh, majority rules. I'm sorry. This and that and that. Looks that like and the I'm other guy. listen to other. Yeah. This and that and that and yeah. that yeah. comes from. You'll have to go listen. Yeah. Go listen to other. To other. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. They were just talking about whether or not uh, the dogs would put in uh, JT Daniels yeah. over uh, Bennett. You know, it's a weird thing. I don't know what's right. Kirby, you know what's right. You're the coach. I, mean, I, I trust you. We'll uh, make that decision this weekend. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to listen to talk radio or listen uh, to people with opinions. I mean, that's the thing we got to do. We got to figure out our yeah, guys are yeah. going to get right there and practice. Absolutely. I mean, that was yesterday or yeah. two days ago. Yeah. Okay. We're looking forward yeah. to this week and the next agree. week and, and, yeah. and the Absolutely. future. We don't, we, don't look, we don't look in the rear view mirror. I got you. We know where we're going. Why would you? Exactly. Um, but it is kind of a weird thing that I'm looking at here where it happened before where you have kind of the star quarterback who's brought in gets hurt and then the person who takes a place does a, a good job a great job and then you stick with it and then maybe in the end you begin to wonder well is it enough is JT Daniels healthy 
I, it's uh, all indications say that he's fine. He had right. the, he had those back issues earlier in the season, right. but all indications say he's ready to go. Because remember with Jake Fromm, right now, um, uh, Justin Fields went in the first round, yep. and he's a Chicago Bear. That's right. Um, and uh, Fromm is uh, backing up a third third quarterback in in the Giants, I think New York Giants, whatever. And you got to wonder, like right now, these two guys, if there was an NFL draft. Certainly, I think most people think JT Daniels would be considered somebody that the NFL might look at. Certainly more. But the other guy's doing a good job, and you have to have to wonder, is it is it history repeating itself where the guy that was going to do... Now, now uh, Fields transferred. <clears throat> he got out of there. That's right. So by the time... But, so you just have to wonder. It's the because- same thing happening again where the guy who steps on the field does a solid job, and then... You do such a solid job that, well, why would you take that job away from him? But when it comes to quarterbacks in, in college, I think a good indicator is what would the NFL think? What, what is the, who, who does the NFL think has more upside? Uh, but then again, a lot of great college quarterbacks don't transfer over well into True. the NFL. So that's not a, that's not a be-all, end-all. But I'm beginning to wonder if we are mirroring the same thing as the last time when uh, – when Fromm was good enough that they just let uh, Justin Fields leave the program. And remember, the only reason that that whole uh, wrench happened in the operation is because Jacob Eason got hurt and Fromm played so well That's that what I'm saying. And, and That's Jacob Eason was going to be saying. the guy. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I've removed one thing. It was Eason, but then... Uh, Fromm then comes ju- in, kicks butt. I know, but then Justin Fields Kate, was, right. was part of that team as well. Right. So now you have two... People that have been knocked out of the way. Now Eason is in the league. I think he's a backup somewhere yes. as well. And uh, but I mean Fields is considered a real prospect. I don't know. This is not a sports show. Hey, how me. did I do? How did I do with my picks? Well, you didn't do a good job with the Alabama Georgia game. No, you did not. Well, I, Al- Alabama. I, I, I know. I know. I know. Come on. You can't come on here and pick Alabama. I still have one game left in the you NFL. Been fired. You been fired. Right. So don't bring that one up. Well, I got to bring it up because that's your record. No, I didn't know that was not. No, I am not talking about college. I'm talking about NFL. I don't know if we've checked it yet. One of the games has to be played tonight between the Bills and the Patriots. Which which even that one, the way you picked it, Autumn, you were like, if there's a blizzard, then I'm picking this team. If there's not a blizzard. If there's a blizzard, then the Pats will win. If there's not, then the Bills. It's not looking good for the Bills, then, if she's right, because I think there is going to be a a lot of uh, precipitation. All right. Snow. Well, it doesn't have to be a blizzard. It can just be a lot of weather. But if it's it flurries, it... then it's definitely going to be the Bills. Okay. Let's talk about my other picks. Well, I don't know. How do they do? Did you, uh, how do we do? I, did we look at these? Did the my Ravens. producer look at how my uh, how I would have did? to go get them out of my desk. Okay, the sure. Ravens lost. Yes. Um, All right, but only by one point, I think. Does not matter. Does not matter. Just, saying. just saying. You don't do a spread. Just, yeah, you didn't. Rams. Uh, the Rams won. All right. And the, uh, and the Bucks the, won too. You could you call that one right? So you she, got the did Bucks. Did she call against the Falcons? She sure did. Yes, I did. Oh, She's a jerk. She's All right. Smart. So you're on a winning streak. So tonight, See, it's not bad. Uh, we have to judge tonight differently though, because if there's a blizzard and the Bills win, then you didn't get it right. Correct. But if there's a blizzard and the Pats win, you did get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we allow. Oh, them but on what Friday. if there's no blizzard? Oh, and if I also get it right, if there is no blizzard. Well, and no blizzard. You're yeah. saying the bills are going to. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're so right. So it's right. only one or the it looks other. Like it's going to so rain. Well, no, it's, it's going to snow. It's rain and snow okay. mixed. Oh, so that the bats go bats. I don't. I don't know. Listen to you. That's all right. It's not a. Sports I don't show. want to root against the Falcons or the Bills. 
Listen, you or just, whatever. You I don't know. But I'm just. I can only. I can only prognosticate. Yeah, people, you know, based on all the things that I know, which I is about the that. weather and about the um, mascot. I understand that. I understand that. And you listen. You have your own credibility with the audience, right. and uh, you coming in from your lane. That's absolutely fine. So I will no longer pick a team just because you know, Jared texts me and says, Eric says pick this team. A lot of people. For college, for the college game, you said. I had a lot of dare people, you out me like that. A lot just of saying. people. No, that was that was my directive. Because you yeah. don't know anything about sports. I wasn't going to have you on Friday. No, I knew. No, listen. Yeah. I knew that I oh, had to pick. Oh, I think Bama's going to kill him. <laughs> I, I knew that I had to pick UGA, but. I didn't really want to. Right, we got you out of the college business. You're not in the college business. Yeah, anymore. good. I don't want to be in the college. I don't like college football. Good. It's a, it's chill. It's we're all rooting for children who don't get paid. I don't like it. They're getting paid now. Come on. Oh, oh they keep are? up. Yeah, they can, can sell they their I'm name. not keeping up. I don't know anything about name it, nil. You yeah, know about the NIL NIL deals, name yeah. image likeness. Now, if no. they're if they're in a if they're in a video game, they have to get paid. All right, they can uh, they can take a job. Uh, well, I don't think they should be paid. Hawking pizza. You're just a contrarian. Yeah. What do we have next here, Jared Yamamoto? I have some headlines for you. Oh, headlines! headlines. What are we going to do with headlines? Everybody does headlines. Yeah, I mean, things that are going on in the news. Well, this is is how Jared introduced his headlines. This is it. (laughs) Joe, Joe, are you okay, man? I have a cold. Okay, what did oh. he say? Because he's getting cold from children. Like, uh, hey, you're a half old girl, so you kiss me. Lots of kisses. Lots of kisses. Well, it's holiday season. It happens. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Should find out the gutter. This is an international headline. That's how sophisticated we are here. Wow. Drug-sniffing dogs could be introduced to Parliament as traces of cocaine were found near Prime Minister <laughs> Boris Johnson's <laughs> private Well, office. I don't think that they need to be put specifically near my office. Uh, primarily looking for uh, illegal substances I, that I have you know, absolutely cocaine, no business doing. Cocaine yes, sir, makes, what, you, makes you speak quickly. Well, so <laughs> right now, what we have to worry about is this Omicron variant coming to the yeah. uh, United Kingdom. And so we want are, everyone to have a very wonderful Christmas are you time. Doing, are you and doing so, cocaine? Uh, or you, no, cocaine not at the time. So focusing Right now, on the Omicron variant, and and Sounds making like sure that uh, so, so very quickly, uh, making sure that the elderly population and the people who are most Boris vulnerable Johnson. are taken Prime care Minister. of in our country. So we don't <laughs> want to think about not having another Christmas this year or New Year's celebrations. So if you're vaccinated, yeah, go okay. get that uh, booster that you need because yeah. everyone needs a booster. Yeah. I've just had a booster. In <laughs> fact, I do a booster every time I feel down. I get you a know, booster <laughs> and I get it right into my nostrils. Or a I'll bump? get the booster. A bump? Get a bump in to your arm. And basically what we're doing is making sure that people have uh, no absolutely thinking about doing the right thing this time of year. We hate to inconvenience people. Yes, I'm glad I do. Boris Johnson. Yes. You know, one of the uh, telltale signs of cocaine Mm, use is uh, speaking rapidly. One of the things that we have to do to fight this Omicron variant that's coming in from South Africa (laughs) is to make sure that people are not even worried about it. So what we need to do is make sure that there are no lockdowns. (laughs) And if you... Uh, uh, facing someone in your family as one of the vulnerable people who has yes, yes, comorbidities yes, and you're yes. worried about p- possibly getting yes. the Omicron variant. Yes, yes. Make sure that you are uh, taking care of the things that you need to take care of. Get that jab. Make sure you get your boosters. But that wasn't and the if question. you're going to go out in the middle of the night and, in fact, think about partying really, really difficult ways and wondering, uh, have you seen this new series on Netflix? Do you it's have fantastic. the drips? It's one you time. You the drips in the back of the drips in the drabs and the drips. 
if you're worried about the Omicron variant, make sure that you are not okay. doing anything uh, that would put you in any sort of danger. Okay, I think we can agree. There's no evidence that there, that Boris Johnson is doing cocaine in any way. No, 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 not at all. I'm sure in this fact, will I was all... talking to uh, the Queen the other day, and I said the Queen okay, is very okay. important that we yeah. focus on maybe not so much as locking down, yeah, okay. but making what, sure that our most vulnerable population is yeah. taken care of. But no cocaine. Absolutely, positively. No more lockdowns if we can help it, and that is what we're going to have to do <laughs> as the rest of the European community decides to go in that direction. Take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah, are, you like, so, are you like grinding your teeth there a bit? Are you good? Like, what's going I'm on? I'm so worried about the Omicron variant. <laughs> that making sure that what's people like English Nick can fly over from uh, the United States. English Nick is a very important person in this country. We know that he's a very valuable radio personality in yes, the city yes, of Atlanta, yes. Georgia, which was the held the Olympics was he in your 1996. Connection? He was a very, very, uh, he has a motorcycle. He does a radio show okay. on right. uh, classic rock stage. If you want to hear the Rolling Stones, Queen, <laughs> things like that nature. I listen to stream it to it every day. All in right, fact, as the other day, okay. I was watching this new okay. show on Amazon. <laughs> he's on cocaine. <laughs> There's no doubt. You've really knocked those suspicions right out of the way. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Make sure you get your jab in your arm, the booster, your fifth or fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth. No cocaine at number 10 Downing Street. I'm thinking of starting a new segment, Idiot Voices, on the radio. You know, you have to give time equal time to the idiots. Sure. These airwaves are owned by the public. And they pay their taxes, and many of those people who pay their taxes, it turns out they're idiots. So we have an obligation <laughs> to allow the idiots to speak from time to time. You're so brave. Well, I, I just believe in fairness and equity. And this no. and that and that and that, that comes from. I do. I want people yeah. to know where this, that, that and this and that <laughs> and that, <laughs> that comes from. <laughs> So this isn't an open mic. This is somebody. Yeah, it's said a Facebook something. comment. Yeah. Right. So, in the spirit of idiot voices on the radio, go ahead. All right. This is from Steve on the Von Hessler Doctrine Facebook page. Eric, ask about Dominion and Kemp. You've been drinking the Cox Kool Aid. Who was Secretary <laughs> of State when Dominion was purchased? All right. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> What you, kind of Kool-Aid? Uh, yeah. The Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid. Oh. So I'm drinking the good. You believe that uh, there was a conspiracy that went on forever, uh, years in the making, so that when you went in and voted for Trump, the magic un- behind the scenes <laughs> came out Biden. But I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. You're perfectly sane. Can I clear this years up? This and this and that and that and this and that. Governor Kemp, it's Eric. Uh, All right, Eric. Erickson, I'd no, like to take so, this opportunity to clear this up. When I was Secretary of State of Georgia, two things I did was make sure that Dominion servers would get in there so Donald Trump couldn't become president again. Yeah. And then the other thing I did was make sure that Stacey Abrams wouldn't be able to win. So I stole up my election, yeah. and I stole it from Donald Trump. I'm yeah. finally admitting it. Boy, the idiots are just out there on parade. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was going to say this. I don't care. I can't really talk to people on either side who worship politicians. I, 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 I'm very clear-eyed about this. All power politicians are power-hungry weirdos. You start from that base, and then you look at which one you think will hurt you 
least, and you vote for that person. That's my worldview. But I don't care if it's on the left, if it's AOC and the squad that you worship, or if it's on the right and it's Trump and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, both sides. You're, you're too far gone. But I will tell you this. This is something I know. Okay, it's speculation. Here's something I think I know. Here's something I feel very damn sure of. If we wake up next year, next November is the uh, gubernatorial That's right. race. And in, in November, you wake up and Stacey Abrams is the governor of Georgia. This is what I know for a fact. Donald Trump will be happy about that. Now, I don't know where your love for Trump and your Trump worship goes if you are actually to the point where you would delude yourself into thinking that if you wake up and Stacey Abrams is the next governor of Georgia that you think Trump would have a bad day? Trump doesn't drink, but if he did, the champagne would be on ice. Donald Trump, whatever you think of him, does not give a damn if Republicans win in the state of Georgia. What Donald Trump cares about is that specific Republicans lose in the state of Georgia. And either way, kind of, oh yeah, that's right, he doesn't live here. He's not a citizen of Georgia. So he doesn't give a damn. What he cares about is that his enemies that are Republicans lose. And if you want to help him in that effort, you do that. And you're probably going to have to delude yourself into believing, no, what he really wants is the best Republican leadership for us. Hey, whatever cranks your oven. I started something new there. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> whatever floats your boat, pal. If you have to lie to yourself and believe Donald Trump wants good Republican leadership in Georgia, then uh, stare in the mirror and lie into your own face. Because if Donald Trump wakes up and Stacey Abrams is the next governor of Georgia, he is going to celebrate because he will have gotten what he wants, whether you have or not. So this Jared Yamamoto, who is both the lead researcher and producer of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Lots of hats on this show. Weekdays, 9 to noon. <laughs> he sends me some stories, and, you know, he's in this AIDS group. They love, uh, they love events. They love experiences. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really bother them that the experiences are totally uh, hollow and soulless. They just want somebody else to set up an experience. And this is, I first of all, he sends me from something called Secret Atlanta. There's no do words mean anything anymore? Hey, we got a website Psst. tells you all tell about anyone. the secret things. I mean, if you're one of the lucky ones who knows how, who has an internet, okay, well you would find out. But this is secret Atlanta. The location to Atlanta's whimsical Mad Hatter's gin and tea party is finally revealed. Oh, where's it gonna be? Where's it gonna be? Where's it gonna be? Well, first let me tell you what it is. It's an out-of-this-world Mad Hatter's gin and tea party. <laughs> Opening gin in January. Tea? Gin and tea. Mm, tasty. Well, it's just so you can keep the tea party part together. It's going to be about oh, gin, okay. but it's uh, you know through the looking glass. 
I love the way this is written. This is this might as well just be a PR thing. I don't know what the secret land is, but they're just you know, hey, here's a promotions and you just run it. Those who are mad enough, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, to, to visit will Delightful. be immersed. Yes, I would love to go to this. Will be immersed in the stunning wonderland yeah. of colorful people. And I don't know what that means. Of colorful people. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not people. I'm sorry. I thought that was wow. a weird one. It's uh, colorful props and whimsical characters. Whimsical. Whimsy. Whimsy, I tell you. Love whimsical. This, <laughs> this unique and immersive cocktail experience. First of all, if you're a human being and you're alive and you live inside your old, own skin, every cocktail experience is immersive. <laughs> I get in the bottle. <laughs> It will take place at the historic underground Atlanta. Nice. Nice. Right, like masquerade. There. As you walk in, this is the part where I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is a cell. Not for me. As you walk in, you will be greeted by helpful Wonderland assistants. You know? Oh, <laughs> it's boy. like you're still a kid and this is Disney. And we, uh... Never grow up, kids. As you right walk. this way, yeah. enjoy uh, your yes. walk to your festive table and your whimsical waiter. <laughs> it gets worse. As you walk in, you will be greeted by helpful Wonderland assistants <laughs> who will encourage you to choose a quirky hat oh. designed specifically <laughs> to fit your personality. We lost yeah, him. we have a purple fedora with we a large feather from an ostrich. <laughs> you are delightfully whimsical. Do you have any parades? And you get to walk around convinced that that makes you creative. Look at my goofy hat I chose from this pile of hats. Hey, look around. Everybody else is wearing a goofy, quirky hat, too. This We're... one is from a drunken <laughs> frat boy who left it here last week. Oh, I love the metal fish hook on the front. It uh. smells like... <laughs> Sweat and roofies. <laughs> you get to feel, look around the room and recognize how original you are in your quirky hat as you look at a room full of people with quirky hats. My so hat's that, made of foam. Like, look, look, foam. We're all really creative people. After all, we all are wearing quirky hats. It would be quirky if you made your own hat. If they had sure. felt and you were like a haberdasher and you're like, I'm going to make a hat. Oh, Ooh, like but that a, also sounds like a child's Yeah, activity. like the, the bear thing when you... Like my kid used to go make his own bear. Oh, build a bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, build a bear is such... Uh, uh, are they still around? Hey, listen, we, yes. may want, we, we may want their money one day, so... I wasn't... Let me finish. Yeah. Build-A-Bear is such a great idea. <laughs> you can make wow. your own bear. You stuff it. You watch yeah. it get stuffed. See, what yeah, you do is if you, want to complain, if you want to complain, <laughs> if you want to complain about something that we may have to do advertising with, you just make it up. Hey, I went to build a lizard. And then you tell all the stories about it comes from Build-A-Bear. Build a lizard. Build a lizard. <laughs> My kids love reptiles. So after reading this, and to me, when I was, we'll help you get your quirky hat. I'm like, oh, what a bunch of immediate. Jared, are you going to go? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to bring you guys. Yeah. No, you weren't. Let's all do it. No. I can't wait well, to see you. Well, he your would. Hat. He would bring you. This is my hat. Look. I What's quirky fun. is when you party with Eric and then, like, somewhere around 10 30, you hey, is he in the fetal position? <laughs> that's quirky. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 organic. Too many gummies. He, so got, he was very happy until he got very sad. Now he's in the corner crying. We don't know why. That's quirky. Come to that's the Von experience. Hessler experience. There you go. You, you, it's five hours in a basement <laughs> where he yeah. forces you to watch uh, 
Peter Gabriel live show video. Just watched that a few weeks ago. <laughs> I know you did. With my uh, 89-year-old mother-in-law. Well, why don't we do a collab? She loved it. Why don't I'm we sure do a... she did. I'm just saying. Do you have a bucket of hats for people to wear? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we're not that quirky. No, no his oh, wife man. brings you like homemade little, or like home-baked little goodies, though. Which you want, be you cool. want a quirky experience? Follow me around on a weekend where I'm alone in the house. Oh, God. Hey, Uber's here again. One time I fell down. Uber eats. One yeah. time I fell down in the hallway. Oh, that's right. Just vomited. Now that's an experience you could tell all your friends about. Whimsical it, by it, yourself. I, I dare say it was such a whimsical <laughs> evening. Whimsical. The old man fell down the stairs and then vomited. <laughs> we step over him and we, with our hats on. Or like when my wife leaves town for fourteen days and somewhere in there about the tenth day, I have to drive to the store and buy frozen vegetables because it occurs to me I haven't had a vegetable in ten days. M and M's have fiber. Fiber, I got. Okay. Still, he's got to have the veggies. He okay. uses the powder yeah. in the morning for the fiber. Uh, that would be in the afternoon. Oh, pardon me. The afternoon. Well, fiber. I got the pills in the morning. The fiber in the afternoon. I'm a I'm a healthy man. I have an idea. I take here. all my pills at night. All my bathroom going is uh, is as a result of whatever pills I'm taking. Man, you know what will help you is some powders. magnesium. What? Uh, no, I don't want to go that. Take magnesium. Oh, all of a sudden, she's a poo expert. Yeah, she's what a she I have to take it every other day because it was too intense. For oh, me what's the matter? You all, uh, you all uh, bound up. You, you're bound. You have trouble. No, uh, but I'm trying to. No, I'm just. Um, you're just you addicted know, to magnesium. She's eating cheese. Inject yeah. it. No, I just. Uh, I'm trying to. You know. Uh, rectify any <laughs> rectify. I get it. Rectify, <laughs> dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, don't you like being on with the dudes? Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. You guys are so funny. <laughs> She's just yeah, the yeah. cool dude with long hair. You could take the uh, shock out of the ch- jock out of the shock, but you can't take the shock out of the jock. Right. That's what <laughs> For yeah. this Mad Hatter thing, why don't we pregame at your place? And then we'll all Uber together afterward. We'll do yeah, your, that'd be a great idea. We'll do Why don't the we have a 15-minute Uber? Why don't we go out to Roswell, <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. minutes away. We'll have the Von Hessler experience while we pregame, and then yeah. we'll go to the Mad Hatter experience. Here's the Von Hessler experience. Von Hessler reads, as you walk in, you'll be greeted by helpful Wonderland assistants who will encourage you to choose a quirky hat designed specifically to fit your personality. The Von Hessler experience is me reading that going, oh, kiss my rear end. I've never done what do you think? I'm an idiot. <laughs> it is odd. I'm wearing a quirky hat, and so is everybody else in this room. So that must be mean that this is a room full of really creative people. This country's going to hell in a handbasket. The young don't even know how to party anymore. A rowdy group of misfits that love to have fun. It is hilarious. The jokes, the voices. The Von Hessler Doctrine. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. So looking into the crystal ball, let's say go to next year, November, down in Mar-a-Lago, and uh, Trump wakes up and finds out that Stacey Abrams has been elected the next governor of the great state of Georgia. Uh, this is his response. Mission accomplished. <laughs> you punch back twice as hard, right? I punch back four times as hard, okay? Because look, <laughs> Brian Kemp, line Brian, had to go, yeah. and now we have probably the best governor that Georgia's ever had. You Congratulations, might as well just Stacey Abrams. You just might as well adore Stacey Abrams. I'm going to after Dave Perdue loses. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a couple pieces of audio that we haven't used. Yes. One, before we get to the the Grimes thing, uh, did this really (laughs) happen? So 
This guy Brian Stelter, he's the bald guy on CNN. He does the uh, he does oh, the. He's not uh, the guy with the orchestra. No, he no. That's Brian. Seltzer. Sel- 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 is it Steltzer? Setzer. Brian Setzer from the uh... Stray Cats. Yes. <laughs> no, this is not that guy. Okay. This is uh, the bald guy who just like he's just gibberish every week on CNN about. I think he has a weekend talk show. Is it his job to kind of do the whole media roundup thing? Is he in that boat? I I don't know what he does. Whatever it is, he's always wrong about everything, and who cares? Nobody's watching. But Chris Cuomo got fired from CNN. That's right. And uh, so he says in his deal that uh, maybe Chris will be back. He must like him. There's a mixture of uh, relief, disappointment. It's a complicated situation. I think the bottom line is that Cuomo is on the bench for now. We're heading into a holiday season. I think it's possible he will be on the bench for several weeks. It's possible he'll be back in January. Well, he was wrong about that because he's been fired (laughs) since then. So They took back the guy who was caught pleasuring himself. Well, that's got to hurt. Anybody who's been fired from CNN, anybody who has been fired from CNN for cause, Uh has got to look at the Jeffrey Tubin thing. He pulled his pants down and had his way with himself in front of his colleagues. Not at CNN, but I think for the Atlantic, Um, they were doing some sort of test for election night last Mm -hmm. year. They got a break. They were all on Zoom, and he decided, "Well, a break. This is a good time." And working all day. And that didn't keep CNN. You know what? Uh, Go ahead and do what you want to do, but just don't do it here. Anyone who's been told by CNN, you're just never going to be back on our airwaves, has to look at that Jeffrey Tubin thing and go, what? You can have your way with yourself in front of all your colleagues, many of them women, and they find a reason to bring you back? Anyway, Cuomo, I feel like CNN knew all about this now. But now they know you know, so they had to let him go. What Grimes is a person that I knew as somebody who was, for a long time, um, the girlfriend of uh, the richest gut dude in the world, or yeah. Jeff Bezos. I don't know who this week it is. Elon Musk for a while was the richest dude Elon in the Musk. world. And is it, sorry, Grimes, is that? It was Elon Musk. Okay, you had a child together that nobody could say the name. Say something. Thank you. And uh, well, my mom should know. That's that's a caring mom. Uh, or at least the caring nannies, whoever takes care of this child, destroyed. Uh, but she put out a new song, and supposedly it's a diss on Elon Musk. Yeah, she's throwing shade saying at Saying he's good at games but not making love or something like that. But I tell you, this song to me <laughs> sounds like every other damn song in the world to me right now. And I couldn't even decipher to get through. It's one thing that the auto-tune is on the voices. Now auto-tune is like the whole damn track. I would say the instruments are auto-tuned, but I'm sure there are no instruments involved. Anyway, go ahead and This play. is their new track, uh, Player of Games. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. I don't know about the Elon Musk part, but I would just say... <laughs> Whatever drug it is you take at the age of 25 has to make that sound great. I mean, that's well, just, there's no other. What, what's it about, Grimes? That, that well, music, uh, your music sucks. Uh, well, it's I mean, not even me, music. To me, it's, it's, um, it, music is really like a religion to me. Okay, yeah. No, it's just, and, it's a you know, failed I'm, religion. Uh, you know, I'm tired of being this like vapid you know, pop pop star. Yeah. And what I wanted to do with the song specifically was to um, talk about the radical distribution of wealth through uh-huh. gaming. Uh, okay, yeah, but you also dissed Elon Musk. Basically, said he wasn't that good in the sack. 
Well, it wasn't, and that's fine. But if this that you know when 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 people like me and people like him and people like all my kid XA seventeen, mm-hmm. when all of us have all this money, it's something that we need to redistribute to everyone through gaming. And I got know, an idea. It's really uncool or inoffensive, you know, when <laughs> when people are talking about it in a negative way. Is she? Uh, are there any tracks from Grimes where there's no auto tune? Do we know what her? Yeah, like in the beginning, it was really slow and psychedelic, like ambient, you know, like post <laughs> post rock, you know. But by the time I'm 50, I'm hoping, you know, that there's going to be like a nuclear holocaust, and um, so we should all just enjoy ourselves. This is for what now. you're hoping for. This is, I mean, we should all just enjoy ourselves. And what I do every morning is I have, uh, I empty a ketchup packet into hot water, and I make a, like a tomato soup with that. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, a Japanese guy taught me how to do it when I was in Tokyo. She's so uh, well-traveled. listen, I think the poor are in good hands. If this is your (laughs) spokesperson, I think all of the poor will be fabulously wealthy within days. I could go on and on, but I can't go on and on because the music comes in and says, Eric, you're done. This music is weird. Your music sucks. (laughs) Well, this music is extra weird. We are done for the day, Grimes, on the radio side. We're going to do the podcast. 30, you go to YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Click on the link. It's already there. We're already on. You get 30 more minutes of us in both sight and sound. Destroy what, the genie. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you for the assist, Grimes. <laughs> Whether you join us or not, we're going to come back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., do another big radio show. You're all invited then. Until then, continue on your journey. Do not piss off the genie. You can do whatever you want, Autumn. No, you can't. you got to show some effort. Merry Christmas. <laughs>Podcast 30 begins right now. (laughs) I'm your host, Eric Von Hessler. Grimes is on drums. Tim Andrews is here. English Nick is here. Jared Yamamoto is here. Losing it, man. Autumn Fisher's here. Greg Russ rejoins. A lot of voices. Let's not step all over each other now. Let's be professional. Hey, look, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to step on anybody. No, no, I won't. I promise I won't. Craig, that decoration is on my tea at tree as we speak. Oh. And my tea. Hold on, Autumn. You're not even in your own shot. What's she doing? She's just, like, I, it's just boobs and knees. <laughs> just boobs and knees. Boobs and knees, isn't it? All boobs and knees. The best parts of me. It's another Christmas in the Alton Fisher house. <laughs> boobs and knees up. I have a right in England, in England when you're partying and you're drinking. Let's have a knees up. Because of What's the old, knees up? Knees up, the old oh, dance, oh, mate. Oh, oh, yeah, knees let's up. Let's have a knees up. Let's have a knees up. Ah, <laughs> like a hoot nanny here? Well, hoot nanny's a Scottish thing, isn't it? Wow. That's I like th- I thought a hoot nanny was a hillbilly thing. No, hoot nanny, that I believe, is Scotland? something to do with Scotland and Scotland. New Year's Eve. Like you think Scotland about the was... Appalachians and who? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, laddie, hoot nanny. Scotland provided America with You their, bring the hoot, I'll bring the nanny. Many of their, uh, <laughs> much of the hillbilly population is of Scottish descent. <laughs> so. Here and there, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have to do, uh, we got to do the thing that people don't like. Yes. We have listicles. To, uh, That's yeah. right. Is it listicles again? It's important. Every time I no, we have in, not uh, done listicles yet, have we? Uh, we have done a post. Is, Jared, Jared does this. We've story. done a pre and a post. See, I get, I, 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 get, uh, I get people just hate it when we're on vacation. <laughs> First of all, we are, unlike any other show in the universe, we create original material. Yeah. So when we're not here, people can hear stuff on the radio they haven't heard before. But the last time, we took a long break, and apparently we weren't thinking about it, but we must have taped four or five listicles. Correct. And people felt like, mm-hmm. all right, this is a little too much. This I would rather just hear 
a repeat or have Mark Aram come in kind of thing. I would like to do oh. a, for Jared to do a survey whereby we ask the people who watch the podcast and listen to the podcast, do they then go on and listen to that segment when it airs on the radio? I think they do because they feel special. Yeah. They know that they're they know hearing, what's coming. Everyone else is yeah. hearing it for the first time. They're probably right. texting their friends who haven't heard it and saying, you got to listen to this. This listicle yeah. that's coming Spoiler up. Spoiler alert, and they tell yeah. them what's going to happen next. Top, I, top I 10 reasons. There was an open mic that we didn't get a chance to get to, yeah. but the Toodle Pip segment that we taped on Wednesday last last week where we taped for after Christmas. Yeah, the crazy somebody one. Somebody said that that was the best segment they have heard all year from us. Well, so, well they so should they tell they their friends. Chance, it's gonna, they, when's it going to play? It'll air, I believe, the Tuesday after Christmas. I can't wait. It took us almost all year to get to their favorite yeah. segment of the we year. Got we did it. We oh, got what there. matters is we did Woo! it. Yeah. That's what matters. Here's the thing. As a listener, you have to wait all year to work out which ones are the best. Absolutely. You can't be listening oh, in January next year and say that's the best thing I've heard because you won't know. It's like when the critic says about a movie that came out February 20th. It's the movie of the year. Well, how the hell do you know? It's February. Give what it are you going to say, give it a minute. Uh, you can't remember. Oh, that. Um, so when we record these segments, they're a part of our entire podcast that's released like at two or three o'clock right that is correct mm -hmm. yes and then when we're on vacation for christmas break and those episodes play are they also a podcast even though they include things from the previous podcasts and shows see i feel like they should be because they're Do they it. are a different show yeah. in the sense that you can find them all in one place in mm -hmm. the past what i've done is i've bundled them all up when we come back from vacation but it right well, first of all, it. you are on vacation. No, nobody's saying that. Jared's always like, "Oh, somebody wants me to do work." No, no one. I just no one's saying that you have to post I, them I on a day on, on a daily basis. She's just asking if they do end up getting posted. You should. I uh, typically bundle them when we, when we return from vacation. Hey, there'll be a bunch of part timers down the dial, you know, doing what does that mean? Breaks here and there, they could do it. What does that mean? You bundle them? Don't ask. Don't all ask. of the original content. All them. of the original content that we tape, I'll usually release as two or three episodes. Of the Von Hessler Doctrine, when we right, start because the next there year. are a few uh, in the uh, there are a few best ofs mixed into the stuff that airs. Yes, and that would be putting it up there three times. I see. So if I were you, Thank I would you. just. Oh, weird. I think it'd be easier just to how the post them as they are. How the sausage is made. That's yeah. what I think too. Just yeah. post them. Autumn, I, I'm. Uh, I thought I got plenty of sleep last night, but obviously I didn't because I'm tired as hell. No. What, 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 what went on with you? I don't know. I just woke up at like um, two thirty, uh -huh. and then I went. I didn't. I didn't. Really? Uh, no, it was next to me. I didn't. Use yeah, it. you were you were eyeing it, but just didn't have the. <laughs> well, that well, I was so exhausted from Friday. By, well, you put oh. it by your head to sleep. Yeah, she was she was healing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then I just, I, uh, there was a part of me that was like, I was really hungry. Yeah. And then I, I avoided that for a while. And then I like ate a little something in the middle of the night. What do you and eat then went in back to, middle of the night? When you the eat only something. thing I had was like mac Chips. and cheese Damn. that I had made for the kids like on Thursday. Said, I wish you would have said, well, yeah, you know, roast. Yeah. And a yeah. standing <laughs> I made roast. A, I made a meatloaf and some uh, green beans. And... I ate the leftovers for my $300 meal. You had a three hundred dollar meal. He's rich. I know he's rich. You but paid it's just for it. Out there spending three hundred dollars per meal. It's just him and his girlfriend. Well, uh, I had Explain. a friend come to town. My friend Kara came to town with her mom and her sister. Oh, and so I'm very close to all of them. And then Christine and I went out and they picked a fancy restaurant. And you I picked it up. You decided. No, 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 no. This was for two people. Wow. Oh, was it a set course, like a buck fifty each? Is that how it works? Oh, wait a minute. You split it. You're not even a good host. You didn't pay for everybody. 
They yeah, picked the restaurant and invited me. I'm not going to pay a what did you, $800 uh, bill. What did you, what did, was this like one of those fancy, I was mm. on, I won American Chef in 2012. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's my best shows mate. kind of thing. I mean, the, the restaurant's been around since 2004. It's a Michelin star rated oh. restaurant. Cool. Where'd you go? What is it called? The point, the point of me bringing this up is I'm Ray just tires, playing into yeah. the I'm being rich stereotype, Rubber. which is not true. What was your dish? dollars a meal. That's not poor. This from the your... guy who says that fancy food doesn't matter because it all ends up coming out of your, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I actually yeah. said that earlier. I said, uh, mm -hmm. take a look in the toilet. There's your $300. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter how fancy it is on the plate. It all looks the same at the end of the game. Greg, what was your meal? It was one of these things where they just bring out. There's no menu. Hot dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, French fancy fries. Hot dog. Hout dog. It's H A U T. Yes. We've moved Hout past, dog. you know, oh, bricks wait, whoa, have gotten whoa. very expensive. And pierogies and other poor people foods have oh, gotten very you expensive. Love now we're at the point where hot dogs are. $30 so this piece. is one of those things where there's no menu. The chef decides what he's making that day. That annoys yes. or she. Yes. That you. annoys the hell out of me. Really? I don't want to be in that dig. You got a burger with some cheddar? Because that's what I'm hungry for. <laughs> Ooh, I want that. But if you are, trust the chef, if you've been there before. I don't trust the chef, chef because I, I don't trust, I, I have a very narrow palate. I don't what if it was a chef that saved your life? Would you trust him then to make you I would trust him with my life, uh, air, with my life but not with my taste buds. <laughs> I'm not, the better the food is, the more I hate it. <laughs> would I what? Would you eat beets? I, I, I beets. actually like beets. Beets uh, by Dre? Purple dirt. Beets. beets. I don't mind beets. beets. It is purple dirt. You're they taste like dirt. Right. Uh, I do not taste oh, anything but beets. earth. Oh. You yeah. eat beets and then you pee, or go number two. Yeah. It's scary at first because it's you get the cherry flavor. You're bleeding. Am I you bleeding? That you ate beets. And then I got the cherry beet. dick. But there's different color beets. There's yellow beets too. There's different color beets. And all, all the show all cherry purple. dick. He's pushing it. Cherry Richard. Oh, you can say dick. Ah, what the hell is okay. uh, we have had presidents named dick? I ate four pieces of uh, blueberry pie one time at my grandparents, <laughs> and then the next day I pooped. <laughs> And it was bright green, and I screamed on the toilet. My grandma ran. She goes, "Yeah, too much pie, kid." No, she didn't talk like that. Oh, come on! Don't want get me to all... nuke ya ham hoagie there, Timmy? She called them subs. We're not. You know, that, some uh, aunt of yours called you're them. You're not low life. You're no. not low life like those hoagie people. Yeah, I have an aunt in North Carolina called it a hoagie. That tricolored ice cream called Superman or superhero in some places. I call it Neapolitan. Yeah, it's Neapolitan. No, 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 no. It's 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 vanilla ice cream that's dyed bright blue, bright yellow, and bright red. It's called Superman. Yeah, for children. So we've been selling that for years at Doctor Bombay's, and one time one of the mums got a call from the school the day after the kid had eaten it. Oh, really? They sent the kid home because it's it's poop was green. Oh, that was the thing. Did you get sued? No, we didn't get sued. I blame you. Kid was fine. At There's most, no they had case. to change their chips because the red chips were causing people to freak out. Oh, really? Did? The bathroom. Moe's, the burrito place. Oh, whoa! Welcome to Moe's! Here's our mediocre He's burrito. Hey, again! Hey, people hey, who hey, spend hey. money! Hey, I'm going in there to eat. I don't want you yelling at you me. You mean Joe's. I'm gonna, Joe's, uh, burritos. Joe's, Joe's burritos. Joe's burritos is not terrible. Burrito hut. I feel like Moe's is, like is up their game since Chipotle came I like Moe's. Chipotle, I always yeah, liked Moe's. I always liked Moe's. Yeah, Chipotle's like a little garbage. different Willies, thing. What? You like was the top. I like the fact. I don't like anything new. I like the fact that they <laughs> they had uh, famous musicians on their wall. And they yeah, got sued, and then they started putting- uh, <laughs> Yeah, then they started putting uh, lookalikes or impersonators yeah. up instead. <laughs> to me, that makes me laugh. That's a great Tribute way to Tribute artists. Okay, it's not Little Richard. It's uh, it's, it's uh, Little it's Richard Jenkins. Little Dickie. Medium who, uh, Richard. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, are we ready to go? Yes, we're opening Yay. up this show here. So the last listicles, I just checked my notes here. We did one that was Wait, we're opening Christmas. a show with listicles? Yes. Oh. No, dude. For Christmas, Christmas we will be. We just do this. Christmas Jared, will be. Then we may get our seven years. Jared. You just think it's a complete and total phony baloney joke when I say I hate listicles. <laughs> we're gonna because we keep the- talking. We keep talking about the previous shows that were posted and how they were full of listicles and people were mad. But then all we've recorded are listicles. No, no, no. this is the second one. Yeah. This is the only one that will air before Christmas. We've already aired tape I don't one mind that was doing after two. Christmas. I don't mind doing two. I just think it's weird to open. Yeah, a show so with you can, but. The thing is that Christmas will be this oh, okay. this upcoming Saturday, yeah. so you can play around with that as long as you want to, oh, and then uh, and then go to listicles when you want. Oh, okay. Play around with it. Yeah, play that's my impression it. of you. All right. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Here flick we go. It around, flick it a little bit. Apathy is the Bite new punk it. rock. Starting. I'll give a damn. The beginning of the show. <laughs> Start bat. from ten. In three, ten, two, <laughs> one. Live from the heart. Of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand of those voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.5 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, Shaney B. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Ooh, already getting excited for Saturday, man. You getting excited? I'm, well, I don't know. I'm feeling better. I don't. We'll see how the day goes. Christmas is on Saturday. It's Tuesday. I'm getting some spirit. In reality, we pre-recorded this, so I don't even know how <laughs> I feel right now. But let's not tear back the tinsel and let the audience oh. know what's really going on. What, you don't like tear back the tinsel? No, I like it because it's Christmas. Oh, tinsel yeah, on the tree. tinsel. Hey. Hey. Look what I did. Hey, because it's Christmas week, mm-hmm. we're going to have uh, people coming in and out and just uh, part of the larger family. So joining all of those luminaries that I introduced, uh, English Nick is going to be this hey. year. Uh, <laughs> Greg Russ is joining us. And I'm going to need that. I'm going to need uh, a lot of support because my producer – his idea of a good Christmas is to ruin my Tuesday morning. I think that's really what it is. His idea of a good Christmas is because he knows in this in in this time period, you know, we just play around and have a good time. We're not really on the hard news, and so he we could start with anything. That's why I tell him. I give him, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? It's Christmas week. We could start with anything. So what does he decide to start with? He decides to start with <laughs> the segment that I unequivocally hate the most. <laughs> On the Von Hessler Doctrine. So, hey, he's the producer. He speaks. He leads. I follow. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Uh, listicles. Listicles. Uh, listicles. Millennials write them and we read them. Oh, oh. That's it. We're actually starting the show with listicles. <laughs> so there is every chance that this show will not be back in January. <laughs> To be fair, I've had a lot of these listicles since the end of November. I've, I've just gathered so many. To be you, fair to who? Because you always. You? you always, the audience? You always, you always push them off. And so what happens is I have so many listicles, I don't yeah. know what to do with them. You're uh, I, away. I collect them. You, you do. Burn does. them on the fire. <laughs> yeah, throw them on the Yule Ten things you can do <laughs> yeah. with leftover listicles. <laughs> there we go. It's like listicles on a shelf. They watch them. <laughs> 
monitor his behavior. When you're done tearing the tinsel, burn some listicles. Hey, Greg Ross is here. Greg, are you in the Christmas spirit? Always. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a dream of running one of those year-round Christmas stores. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would be very exciting. One of two things happens there. So if you're doing one of those year-round Christmas stores, either you're just in a Christmassy mood all year long, or by the it. time Christmas shows up, <laughs> it's the last damn thing in the world you want to be a part of. I'd like to think... That I would walk in, I'd be the manager, and I'd open that door every morning and walk in and be like, Christmas! I'd be in a great mood. But I, I feel like you, I, I, sorry, I you could that... you could start as a, in a good mood, and then as you know, it's the middle of the summer and there's zero customers coming in. Yeah, gotta like that's gotta wane a bit, right? Well, no, it's not like owning uh, something that's not Christmas. Like if nobody's walking in on July 10th. Yeah. At least there's a really good yes. explanation as to why that's happening. I mean, your business model has to be based on... I know, but you're still bored. It's going to get slow. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. When you get bored, you walk over, you get some, sit by a Christmas tree, get yourself some hot cocoa, maybe read Twas the Night Before <laughs> but it's not Christmas. special. When it's around all the time, it doesn't have the same impact, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, by is, the way... This is why I hated bands like Soundgarden and Nirvana and Pearl uh -oh. Jam working in radio, because I had to hear their songs all the time. Yeah. Kind of yeah, three of them. God. Over and over again, the same three. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, Pearl Jam and had quite a few. And right, but about... the ones that they played over and over. But what about the other one? Who's the, the... Alice in Chains? No, no, the Stone Creed. Temple. Oh yeah, Creed. Yeah, that, was all, that was post the Nirvana Creed. stuff. Them and Nickelback came along at the same time. <laughs> Eric, I didn't know you were such a good impressionist of Creed. Scott Stapp all the way. That sounds Nobody. just like it. J Jared, were you just playing Creed? I, I really was. I was playing Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Eric. Is that you doing that? That's my. You guys didn't know that I did such a great Scott Here's Stapp. Here's the thing. Wow. In the old days when he would drive home from the old show, the yeah. mid-morning rock would come on. And I'd be, you know, I'd be driving Ten songs in a row at 10 a.m. And there would be at least two Creed songs in those first ten songs. Creed, not as good as Stain. That's all yeah. I have. Yeah, that's another one. Stain. That guy's voice is a little bit higher. He's, in, he's big in the weed business now, Aaron, Aaron Lewis, you know. Well, good for him. Well, he he jump on it. That stuff really didn't have legs. Isn't that funny? I mean, really. Well, grunge, he still grunge. has legs. He still has no, legs. Hold on, I'm talking about overall yeah grunge knocked uh you know like hair metal and yeah. all that stuff out of that just completely crippled it but and everybody thought oh this is like art this is like lasting but people are not like even nirvana barely i mean well, just it's just not something that has lasted the way that it seemed it seemed like a cultural sort of music revolution mm -hmm. at the time it turned out to be kind of a trend yeah, I mean, even even the, the alternative stations that have tried to stay alternative and play that classic alternative didn't go anywhere. Didn't get great ratings for some reason. I don't yeah. understand it. And I, I think I know why. The reason I jumped off it pretty early, even though I think there were some talented bands, is uh, that sound like uh, so, was it smells like Teen Spirit? Yeah, it's really cool because it's different because everything is produced and just sort of jammed together. There's no separation in the in the instruments. Mm -hmm. But I think over time it's kind of droney, like. And so it became because it's kind of drony yeah. because it was produced to be lo-fi, and lo-fi doesn't really have legs. Yeah, That's never mind. Had some pretty hot production on it, but yeah, apart from that, what had it? Never mind. Never no, mind. No, really... Never mind's a fine album, yeah. but you would think that it would be much bigger today, given what it was. It's going in through its a resurgence day. right now because it's thirty years. Yeah, and but... the guy's suing because he's saying it's child it's pornography and everything. 
Is yeah, that, that still going on? Nut. I just bought I just bought the 30th anniversary remastered edition on vinyl, and that PP is very much on that cover. Yeah, because like on uh, Roger Waters had an album called uh, The Pros and Cons of Hitchhiking, where there was a drawing mm-hmm. of a girl's behind uh, as she's hitchhiking with a mm-hmm. backpack. And then I got one of the original ones. Of course, I didn't keep it. I probably sold it for food at some point in my young life. <laughs> but, uh, Haven't we all? But I had I had the real thing. But then like a couple of years later, they uh, put a little black bar over her yeah. buttocks, and she wasn't even a real. Thanks, Real Tipper But here's the reason why that guy never had uh, much. If he would have won. So basically, he was trying to sue Nirvana. Still saying, is. Still okay, going on. Saying that's child pornography. That means anybody, if, if he won that, that means anybody who had that in their home still to this day on CD or Can, album, yeah. you would have to say could be arrested it's for crazy. being in possession. So that's why that case can't go anywhere. Uh, but uh, all right, what are your? I'm just talking and talking, trying to hope. You're, you're pushing it off yeah. again. So I push off. I'm listicles. never going to get rid of these listicles. This, I want to push them off full of listicles until Christmas of 2022. We can burn them. We could invite everybody to the great <laughs> listicle fire. <laughs> Let's do it in a baseball stadium in between games. Yeah. Yeah. Not not to be confused with the great testicle fire of 1969. Listen, the great testicle fire of 69 is something that we do not make jokes about. No, I know. Why did she have a light? Painful. Listicle. It was needed. Population was really. It was needed. It was needed. Now, this listicle, we have been avoiding the entire holiday season. This is from Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. The best. The authority. Barstool. And those guys are. Those guys. Those guys are. Rich man, they yes. were some of the first people into this whole kind of. <laughs> They're so internet. funny. Oh, they <laughs> are. She didn't like yeah. guy they talk. Get drunk. <laughs> they get drunk. Oh man. They say funny. <laughs> I wish I were as talented as they were. Oh wow! wow. Somebody's jealous. Ooh. Somebody's angry. Jealous. She wants some of that barstool. Autumn, I tell you, last time me and Autumn had a deep conversation off the air, she would not stop talking about barstool sports and how great they are. Oh my lord, Nick. Yeah. Hey. Don't blow up my spot uh, like that, that's man. So I thought know, that was confident. You know me in secrets, all of them. Come on. Yeah, he can't keep this <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. tell me. Hey, You're hey. right. It's my fault for... Yeah. yeah Anybody fault. remember when Greg and Autumn were having an affair and they said to... Uh, they said to... <laughs> quiet. English Nick, don't tell anybody. And 48 he, hours later, He bam. immediately let the entire city know. He kicks in the studio door. Guess what I know? <laughs> Guess who's banging? <laughs> Guess who jumped out of an Uber in front of me on Saturday morning? why that tweet went viral so quickly. Well, listen, first of all, I go back to them if you're having an affair don't go into the neighborhood where one of your colleagues owns a tea shop and lives and lives all right so i'm blaming you and greg russ but i'm wishing you both a merry christmas although i did learn never trust english nick with your personal secrets Done. Uh, no, we're not done. Done. Now we no, have I just meant this, the music. Done. Done. That done. segment ended way stronger musically than it started, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we were just talking about Grimes before uh, that, so she's the chick who was with actually. Old Musk, we opened right? the segment with that. Well, that. Yeah. So you're hate on space? No, no, not space. Hate, no, never hate on Kevin Kinney's. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. You want to fight? Not at all. All right, here we go. Yeah. Starting yes, the next. Right, Greg, hold on. Greg had his hand Ooh. up. Oh, no, I was just looking at the shadow on my face. Oh, okay, very good. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> Shadows on my face. Here we go. I have the Barstool Finger Sports Listicle. That That's what he calls a facial. <laughs> Here we go. Shadow splashed I, all I over his buy, face. I did order that wax you put in your nose to pull all the... Oh, really? Ew. Oh, no, oh, don't is, do that. that that'll I make need? you sick. Oh, stop nah, it. No, no, no. No, well, no, no that... because because you take out the, the protection. Good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
what is this? Some sort of like uh, bubble gum thing? And you pull you all put this it stuff on out? a stick. Yeah. You put it on a stick. That's what I need. Put it in your nose oh. and you rip it out. But you'll yeah. take away all the protect. I'm telling you, what you'll get a cold or something there. afterwards. There's plenty. There's more up there. Uh, they'll make more. You mean in yeah, your nostrils or around yeah. your nose? In your in nostrils. Because yeah. I have the hair thing and I can't. Those electric things, they tickle my brain. I, can't I use take that them. one. Little rash arriving today. I not do it. And then the cuticles are like, ow! Just snip the ones that are hanging out. I braid mine. Nah, nah. I want them gone. I want it to. Nana. Nana. Nana, nana, nana. I want it stripped. <laughs> I want right. no I know hair. you for Christmas. Nostril wax. Naked nostrils. Can you use it business. more than once? Will you clean it off when you're done? Well, you no, use it's different a, wax. It's a wax that you melt. And you put it on the stick, oh. right? Is it the same stuff you put in your ear? It's so that, basically no, you're giving your yourself, ear. what do you call it, a Brazilian in your nose, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. You're just waxing. It for the right, but it's the same thing. Yes. Right, it's the same thing, right? You're putting wax down. And then you put it on your buckle after. Well, why would I want to do that? I do that before. I'm telling you, if you ever have a, if you have a hairless butthole, it's so squeaky Ooh. and nice. You'll you would love it. <laughs> the hairless buttholes—they were a great punk band. <laughs> they did. They opened up for uh, Nirvana. Yeah. Hairless buttholes. Ex-member of the Buzzcocks was in that band until the Dingleberries got on the scene and knocked them out. The traveling Dingleberry. <laughs> the traveling Dingleberry. Traveling Dingleberry. Yeah. Here we go. Starting set two. How much time? Even if you got hair on your butt. Six minutes and thirty seconds. Everybody's got a dingleberry sometimes. Three, two, Those are the cheap sheets. One. <laughs> Rattle your butt hair. Rattle your butt hair. <laughs> I think that... Oh, it's starting again. Yeah. Uh, I think that last for 10 seconds. We have a weather tease here. We have a weather tease here. You didn't tell me. Go. Starting in three, two, one. Oh, actually, I actually got to reset my clock here. Shut three, up. three, two, one. I'm a little confused right now because on one hand, I'm very happy because it's Christmas week. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we're in the middle of listicles. But on the third hand, <laughs> we haven't actually even introduced one single listicle. I tried to bring up this Barstool Sports one, but you oh, won't man. let me bring it so up. So far, it's been a pretty good listicle segment. Very successful. segments go. Autumn's misandry got in the way of that. Yes. yes. So oh, misandry. Misandry. One of my favorite teachers from, from uh, fifth grade, misandry. Mrs. Andry. She didn't hate men? Eight minutes old. All right, what do you got there from Barstool Sports? They have the top ten Christmas movies of all time, oh. and it's uh, it's really getting people. It's a Wonderful fired. Life. Okay, next. No, that's number one. That's Die Hard. Number one. Is. This Christmas is another one of these fake lists that yeah. just wants to get you angry by putting a movie that doesn't belong. I know. Be Die yeah, Hard. You know. You know. The... You can tell because Ho- one of the p- things on the list is Home Alone three. Home Alone three uh, is ranked sixth, uh, whereas I... Home Alone two is ranked ninth. Hold on, on. Hold on. One second. One second here. Um. So uh, I think it was last year. Maybe last year. My son says, it's gone on long enough. I'd never seen Die Hard. And I was aware of this idea of people argue for fun about whether it's a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie. Um, And I watched it, and I was surprised that uh, uh, it's not that great. That's what I I was surprised by. It's not that great. You didn't like Argyle? Uh, which one is? I only He's saw the limo once. driver. No, the limo driver I liked, but the the character. Oh, I'm not talking about the actor here who did a fine job, mm-hmm. but the character of the cop that's helping on the outside. Carl Winslow. Is, was that Carl Winslow? It, yeah, he always plays yeah. a cop. It is. It is the most stereotypical <laughs> like cop. I know I picked a bad day to quit uh, snorting cocaine. Sort of. I mean, Come on, was, pal. <laughs> hey, pal. 
Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. I guess it does. I guess I just expected it to be a, a little bit better. I you know how, like, if somebody had never seen Terminator 2, I think that they would be kind of surprised by what a really good movie that is. Why? And I, I, what? Why? <laughs> because it's Arnold. a good movie. Why? It's a bigger movie. One, though. Why? That's shock. That's shock when you find out he's good in the yeah. second one. Yeah. Spoiler alert, sorry. Oh, oh don't you die. You I think most people have seen it by now. You've but ruined I mean, Christmas. The movie is... <laughs> you didn't know the movie that. Is that was something. That was something no, else. No, it was something. Was and, the, and the movie is fleshed out, and the characters are full, and it does more than it needs to do to be a hit. Um, so I would just say this. I don't know that it's a Christmas movie or not, but are they going to try to piss us off by saying Die Hard is the number one? No, no. It's in A Wonderful Life, you of call, course. is number one, of followed course. by Home Alone, and then third, Fred Claus. That's probably where it's where it starts getting a little weird. Actually That's the with Vince Vaughn. The, the, the Fred Claus is not that good. No, Home the, Alone 3 being on there is the real atrocity. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I, know, I didn't get the three. Um, no, nobody vacation should, is and nobody Ford. did. But look, this worked. We are talking about yep. it. They did I know. what they wanted yep. to I know. do. Craig's right. That's right. That's right. We haven't told people who did the list, have we? Oh, Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. Yeah, now we've heard. Again, another Damn argument more for money. being dumb. Giving Damn them it. more money. Padding Damn those it pockets. Off. It's a wonderful life. Here's a good question. How come people never talk about that as maybe the best movie of all time? I've never met anybody who's seen it who didn't like it. And some people think it's like boring. Well, there's a some people think it's too there. sad at the beginning too. It's sad in the beginning or the Why? end. The beginning. Well, no, the end. It everything comes together right. perfectly, but it, it, obviously well, in the people beginning. People don't watch things that but are sad. But that's the point. People have ideas. to be at their lowest I'm point saying, so that we can go up. And I'm not saying that I agree with that. Doesn't that happen in a lot of movies? Somebody, I, I, uh, yes. Yeah, it's too sad. But you know, I'm going to rewatch the red wedding. Uh, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I can handle nonstop murder for an hour, but well, it's just kind of sad. I can't I can't take that. I asked, hey, I'm not endorsing that idea. I'm just saying that's what people have told Star me. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was just too too much of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to watch the third one because I, I thought things are just going to probably get worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could. I was knocked out of it. I don't know. I find it interesting. It's never really debated as the best movie ever, but I would say it's probably the movie that has satisfied audiences more than any other movie ever. Don't you think? I mean, some people maybe don't. I've never met anybody who doesn't like it. Yeah, story-wise, it has people, to, yeah. problem is you've got people your age who think watching things in black and white is just weird. No, I was talking about this the other day with some friends, and they're like, well, I like watching Elf because it's happier, and whereas it's a wonderful life, the payoff isn't until the very end. And I'm like, that, but that's, that's, the, well, that's the point. It's a story. See, that's called you short attention span. <laughs> yeah. right? Short attention span. Yeah. I, I, I disagreed with them. I, I, I like the payoff to be that... right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then Boom. I just, you know, There's some sad stuff in Elf. Yeah, James Conn is his father. You couldn't get any more yeah. sad than that. No. It's a real He's so mean. I think, Elf, I think Elf is a fun movie. I like yeah, Elf. I, I don't dislike Love it. Actually, Love Actually is a great British Christmas movie. If you've never seen it, everybody's uh, in it. I hear Love Actually. Uh, not according a... to Barstool Sports. That was not in the top ten. Oh, I like I, it. It's one of my favorites. None of the Christmas carols made it? Nope. Oh, yeah. Scrooge, the Alistair Sims. The one with uh, that guy? Yeah. The you guy had a who... Christmas Story was seventh. Seventh? Get out of here. Hey, what? you know what Christmas Story is a brilliant movie. Did you know this? So the guy who directed A Christmas Story yeah. uh, also directed Porky's. I knew that. <laughs> I did not know I that. Know that. Yeah. What's his name? Bob something. Somebody look oh, it up. Porky's, um, my lord. That was one of the first movies as teenagers. <laughs> like, oh, we got to see that scene. Um, but I think that A Christmas Story comes out in 84. Ten years earlier. What is it? 83. 83. 83, okay. Ten years or so early. I think 74 or so. The same director. What's his name? Anybody look at Bob Who's Clark. The, Bob Clark. He directed a horror movie called Black Christmas. Yeah. Which is a slasher film that. that horror buffs love. 
But I had no idea that the same guy who made maybe, oh no, without a doubt, one of the most beloved, poignant Christmas movies also made probably the first Christmas slasher film. So one of you guys has to watch that and tell me about it because I don't watch murder movies. See, that listicle wasn't that bad. Because we, we didn't do anything. <laughs> and Wonderful Life right. was number one, where it belongs. So. I was going to go to the 38 affordable that products. That fake. I was going to do the, th- the 38 affordable products that will make you think, quote, wow, I totally need this, end quote. <laughs> Whoa, I totally need this. <laughs> okay, I got it. What are these so-called Just writers going to do Stick when they're it. like 40? What are they going to do? Don't believe that this is the reality of things. No, I'm just saying the reality is that these people get paid it's to the write reality this of that crap. world. It Online is. media, yeah. new media, this is the reality. Yeah. And when uh, you got the new kids coming on in Gen Z and they get to be 40, like you they're the say, worst. Eric, they're Do you done. guys know anybody who um, hires and stuff today? You hear stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I know people I who own restaurants. I've told you some. You've I told hire. me some stories. Um, Can I just worked say, with one. I got to say, though, the last two employees we hired at Bombay's were friends of friends. They were high, high school. One's in high school. Right. And one is a, uh, about to go to Georgia. Mormons? Two of the most amazing employees Ever. They don't seem right. like they're 15 and 17 or whatever age they are. They're amazing. You allowed to work at 15? What are you doing? We got some 16. sort of sweatshop going no. on. You, you can some work sort at 15. Of Nike yeah. outlet happening. Well, sort of Did you move out of your house and like yeah, some sort of do shop. drugs? Well, that's why I've spent the rest yeah. of my life making sure that other other teenagers are not harmed in such ways. Well, what what is high school age? I don't know the high school. High school here is 14 to 18. Well, then she's if probably 16 about, or 17. All you have to do is. is Get the grade number and add five to it, and then you have their ages. So easy. Yeah, because we start at well, five. Carry to ten. Right. We start at five. That's very good. That's yeah. good math. Thank you. Good Why do you make fun of that? Seven. Because that's what we do. We make fun of things. <laughs> oh, that's Just because you're sleepy. Because you're a stupid five. woman. Just because yeah. you're sleepy. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it. Math. Someone has to, uh, though. So, Autumn, you yes, put up with so much, don't you? Anytime you put math into something, I'm out. Maths. Math. So, Autumn. Got to do me maths homework. Yeah. Who got no sleep? I got no sleep. I didn't really. get any. I think it was, actually I got a lot of sleep. It just wasn't enough. By the way, hold on. Kindergarten plus five. Showed you that that oh, I didn't work. System falls yeah, apart. you're ten years old. That's not a number. In kindergarten, kindergarten plus five. K. Well, what's K plus five? K no, five. it would be one. Wait a minute. Well, he's saying no, kindergarten plus five. It doesn't work. There is no answer to K plus five. You're making no sense. <laughs> Yes, it That's does. Makes sense. You're making no sense. What you talk- One plus what five. What you talking about? Huh? And you're six years you know, old when you in first said grade. That. <laughs> when you said that, I thought it made sense. But now, uh, upon deconstruction, it, it makes no sense. Greg, what's wrong with you? I just, because you challenged it. I made the comment about it, and you had to. Oh, you there is no it. solution for a you letter plus up. a number. So what you right? said second grade plus five. Yes, you're seven in second grade. Okay. You idiots. Seven and eight. Depending on when well, you're seven seven plus five? What if you're dumb? Doesn't work. Not seven plus five, Jared. No, that's you're in was... second grade. That's a, that's the number two. Add five. Second oh, means two. Add five. Jared. Add five. Seven. 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 Would I carry the one? And then if you're dumb, you subtract one. No, you add one. You add one. <laughs> you add one. <laughs> I just want to go. If you're smart. Yeah? You subtract what one. if your parents kept you out of school between? Uh, Listen, I'm third not talking about grade. outliers. Did that happen to you? Yeah. Outliers are very important. Why? Because you were during. sick? No, he was no. tall. 
I wasn't too tall. Uh. No. <laughs> there was a busing thing going on in Memphis, Tennessee oh. in the early bussing, 70s. Bussing. And they were going to bus me across oh, town, too. Hey, I did that. I, yeah. I remember when they wanted to move us from one primary school to another. Because primary schools were the first school you went to. Right. And we went to a school in Zeals, which was like two miles down the road. And then the other school was like three miles up the road. And my parents didn't like that. So there was a couple of days we didn't go, I think. My parents got involved in the whole thing. And then they realized they were a bunch of racists. And they pulled out pretty quickly. <laughs> but my dad was kind of a libertarian-minded person. And he just thought, because I was walking to school. Literally, I would walk to school. They wanted to put me on a bus and you know go across mm-hmm. town. And uh, yeah, then very quickly they found out. Like, for instance, for a while, we, I went to school in fourth grade at something called Citizens Against Busing, called CAB you Schools. Were nine. <laughs> Cabs. I was, in fact, eight or nine years of age. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so there, there's, uh, we were doing school in a church. Oh. Church. And, uh, oh, nice church. In a church. Church. In, in the South. So, wait, this was a church in Memphis, Tennessee. A church. A church in Memphis, Tennessee. Morgan. In the 70s. Um, so, I didn't know about evangelical or anything, whatever. But neither did my parents. So, my mom, who all the, my mom was very good with grammar and such. And so, cool. they brought her in to kind Privileged. of help out, you know, with, with, with grammar. And and uh, uh, and literature and all that kind of stuff, and this is how I'll, how much my family didn't understand what we were getting involved with. First of all, we're in a Baptist church and we were Catholics nominally. Secondly, my mom's like, oh well, if I'm gonna go in and help teach, I'll bring these books. One of the books she brought was <laughs> Evolution. She was gonna. She, that's where the split began. 1973, Memphis, Tennessee. Bringing an evolution book to the Baptist church to teach the kids. It wasn't long that we found out. I'm not going to say all the people there weren't racist, but we went to. Uh, they chased her out with their snakes. I told you the story once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was this. Uh, Get out of here. Chickens. There was this. Uh, a lot of things that, that went down that we just weren't on the right side of. But this one day, I, t- I told you guys this. One day that I remember being just a great day where we went to visit people we never visited before, and we never visited them again. But for that day, um, we were out in that neighborhood playing with the kids. It's one of those days where you have a girlfriend for the day or something. You know, oh, you meet like somebody. Like eight or nine, yeah. you know, like it, it, one of those great summer days. And years later, I asked my mom, you know, why didn't we ever go back there again? It turned out that we were there because they were having a meeting about the citizens against ah. busing with the parents. And we were the kids. Oh, and uh, that was the day your dad and I found out that they were all just a bunch of racists. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's why we never went back. But I asked <laughs> hey, maybe their parents were, but uh, the kids, it was a good neighborhood. See ya. Are you leaving? Yeah, I got to uh, go. Stones are waiting on me. Got to go do the iconic rock. Ultimont, isn't it? It's the anniversary of Ultimont today. Oh, well, there's an upper. In well, you know, still got to talk about getting stabbed. Still got to talk about it. Yeah. Hell's, hell's angels. I ought to. They're pool cues. Yeah. Are we, uh, are we done? We are. Are we done with the podcast 30? Yeah. TTFN. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.